Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 88 of the Talking the Line podcast. And as always, hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of Bets. We missed you guys on Saturday and Sunday. We hope that you missed us too, and we are ready to get back into it on this beautiful MLB Monday. But before we do and talk some lines for you guys and dive deep into all the analysis that we found on today's MLB slate, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube whether live or the recorded version make sure you hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show again if you did but if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there if you haven't already because we do always release the audio after every live show is over and the next item up here if you got a couple extra seconds you could be so kind please take a few moments smash that like button leave us a comment jump in the live chat if you are watching live leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the talking the line link tree within that link tree you will find the talking the line website newly added has been live for just about a week now talkingtheline.com amongst all of the ttl cruise content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka. And once again, thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode 88 of the TTL pod, hang out with me and my partner, smash in some plays, and then after all of that, listen to us banter about all the stuff that happened this weekend. I keep talking about this, partner. I keep talking about the crew. So without further ado... I got to bring that man in. The co-host of the TTL pod. You guys know the drill. I lock arm in arm with him every damn day. Dive deep into the trenches and get back to the daily battles with the books. We had a so-so weekend, but we are looking Monday dead in the eye and ready to bankrupt every sports book on the market. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley. R. Max Magnuson. Partner, 
How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be much better. It is a fresh week, fresh Monday. I'm feeling pretty damn good. Episode number 88, the Patrick Kane episode, if you will. Hey. Always love with one, when one of our favorite players uh, gets the number on there. I'm weird like that, but, uh, you know, a little softball winner on Friday night. Kept my 1,000 batting average intact. This guy. MVP, I don't know. This guy. Got the win on the mound. Who and, knows? Oh, and Who you knows? were on the bump, too. Can you say Riley Otani? Yeah, you can. Oh my days! We you might can. have to discuss that just a little bit anyway, in the rants and reactions. Yeah. See how your how your whole weekend right. went there, pal. Uh, myself personally meandered on down to Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. back into the sticks where I'm from. Went and saw the old fam, bam. Got some good vibes. I uh, know if some of them are watching right now. Hey, love you guys. It was great to see you guys. But I'm back in action, oh, baby, yeah, in the windy city. And boy, oh boy, am I ready for a loaded day. We had a pretty daggone good weekend action, uh, partner. We got plenty to talk about in the Ransom Reactions here today. Uh, UFC, MLB, NFL is starting to percolate to Rumblings. the surface, ladies and gentlemen. So plenty to talk about. But uh, you don't necessarily just come here to listen to us talk about all the things that everybody else is talking about and give our opinions on them. You come here for the Stone Cold Locks. So without further ado, today... We got plenty of those coming your way. We have seven best bets of the day coming out of a nine-game MLB slate today. Not a whole bunch of spreads, not a whole bunch of totals, but we got some solid, solid value coming from there. Our mags has three. I got four. That'll wrap up the first segment of the day. Second segment of the day, if you haven't been here for a Monday before, you're about to find out the daily Monday special play is the Monday Madness Parlay. Now, it hasn't quite been this mad in a very, very long time, ladies and gentlemen. So I suggest you stick around for the second segment because today's special play is paying out at 14 to 1 odds. And might I say the dogs are barking. Yes, you might say that. You'll have to stick around to find out the three legs on today's Monday Madness Parlay. But we'll get right to that here shortly and then we'll wrap up. The first half of the show with the third segment of the day, the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present money line dice making their usual episodic appearance. They're going to be rolling today. We got a double header on the slate. Mets and Braves game is played in New York. We, we, no, we are not. The dice are targeting game one of this double header between the Mets and Braves, and they're going to let us know their best bets of the evening as well so that'll wrap up all of the first half of the show we'll give you all of the analysis trends everything going on there as well then we'll dive into the aforementioned ransom reactions Mm -hmm. in the second half of the show plenty to discuss from around the world of sports and sports gambling and then last but certainly not least got a little motivation minutes for you today wrap things up a little message on protecting your peace of mind, something that's extremely important to me and something that I believe should be extremely important to you as well. So stick around if you want a little extra inspiration, get you on through this Monday. But for now. Stop all the banner, quit all the gossip, knock off the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So officially, without further ado, it is really time to get into episode 88 of the TTL pod. Ladies and gentlemen, get those sports books out on this beautiful July 26, 2021 and get ready 
for nothing but value. It's time to kick off today's show with the first segment of the day. TTL Crew's best bets of the day from across the board. And you know what the first half of the first segment is. Here we go. My man, my partner, Armag's best bets of the day. Briefly, just a moment ago, told you he's got three coming at you. I'm not going to hesitate or delay. You know what he's dropping down. Friday's show, he had a 2-0 day. Told you if he's got three picks or less, it is a clean sweep coming. I already have my broom out of the closet and dusted off. I suggest you 2-2. Two, two. And last but certainly not least, make sure those sports books are open. Get ready to smash these bad boys in with your ear holes open wide. And partner... You have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. So if you have a broom that you need to dust off, does that mean you have a broom for your broom? Wow. A broom dusting broom. <laughs> well, hey, you just put Got my mind into it. And, hey, just I'm something to think about for a few minutes. While sir. I go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> please indulge our fans. Thank you, sir. All righty. So I've got three plays today coming from three different games, three different types of bets. Uh, first one is going to be a total. I am going to the White Sox versus Royals. I'm going under nine and a half. We've got Dallas Keuchel on the mound for the White Sox and Mike Miner. For the Kansas City Royals, both of these guys left-handers. Now, Mike Miner's surface numbers are certainly bad. Uh, I'm not going to argue that, but he is pretty decent in certain spots, and I think this is a spot where he has a nice day today. He's been pretty solid against my White Sox this season. Three starts, two of those three have gone to the under. Uh, and this White Sox offense has been pretty quiet. They did obviously just, obviously just face three very good pitchers in Milwaukee, but all in all, their offense uh, has been pretty quiet quiet especially versus left-handers uh last five versus lefties 167 batting average no run scored at all uh so when you're giving a lefty that they've had uh some struggles with this uh this whole season three different times around uh you know i'm not feeling good about their offense today despite them getting back my man eloy jimenez might have a little rust to shake off for him there today and Dallas Keuchel, I actually like him to have a nice start himself. He's coming off two very, very good starts. Total of 12 innings pitched over those two games. Three earned runs allowed. And he's got some really solid numbers against these Royals hitters. 209 uh, batting average against lifetime versus each of these hitters. And that's a 260 OBP as well. So I like him to hold them down. This Royals team last five versus lefties. Uh, 213 batting average, 255 OBP. So they're not really uh, tearing the cover off the ball against lefties. They did have a nice few uh, i believe they're on a five game win streak had some nice games against right-handed pitchers but they're not doing it so much against lefties right now the under in this matchup partner is actually eight and three over the last 11 meetings i believe it's six and three here in 2021 so they have been a lot lower scoring than you would expect and the royals in a couple of these spots here underdog uh, at home for the Royals. They're 11-8-1 to the under. They're also 21-16-4 to the under following a win. As I mentioned, they had a nice weekend. I believe they completed a three-game sweep against the Detroit Tigers. But we ain't picking a side in this one. We got the total under nine, and I think both of these pitchers have a solid day today. What are you thinking, my partner? Yeah, you got me over uh, to your side here. You know, a few factors really keyed into this one for me as well. I was a little bit more bearish than you uh, right off the jump. Right. But, you know, the White Sox production against left-handed pitching is extra uh, 
slowed extremely right. uh, as we get here into the, the first half of the second half of the MLB regular season, as right. much of a tongue twister as that is for you. I think that's going to kind of continue here, especially you called it as well. They had some uh, tough pitching matchups to face over the weekend in Milwaukee, and boy, oh boy, did we see that with the mm-hmm. offense. And then the Royals here too. You know, I, I think that a lot of um, a lot of the public is going to see them wanting to come out here early, put up a bunch of runs, especially how they did against Detroit over the weekend. You keyed on that as well. Right. But I think they regress right back to the mean. Mm-hmm. Both pitchers have success and uh, absolutely love the under 9.5 in White Sox versus Royals. For your best bet, first best bet of the day. Keep it moving. Keep it grooving. I might like this one the best out of your entire card today. Lay down your second best bet of the day. I think I'm right there with you on this one. I've got a couple plus money polys coming your way. This one is going to be a little bit of an interesting bet. I haven't made this one uh, this season, at least on the podcast. But if you go, I don't know every single uh, sports book that you see is going to offer it, but if you have FanDuel, as we do, free plug there, uh, you have to go hits and runs once you go more rate, more wagers, and then you're going to find most hits. I'm going the Toronto Blue Jays most hits at plus 145. Uh, when I saw it this morning, it actually already dropped to plus 140. We've got Thomas Hatch on the mound for the Blue Jays versus Nick Pavetta, and now the Blue Jays have had their way with Nick Pavetta this season. I believe yes, the Red Sox have actually won a couple of those games games but i'm not talking about that right now i'm talking about actual hits three starts for pavetta this year against the blue jays 7.56 era over 16 and two-thirds innings pitched 24 hits allowed five home runs so this offense absolutely beats the cover off of nick pavetta it's a combined 359 batting average this season this is the only season that they've faced each other the blue jays offense and pavetta that is the only guy that actually struggles in this lineup against him is Teoscar Hernandez. Everybody else absolutely mashes. Uh, Bo Bichette might be one of my props of the day. Later on in the day, he's 6-for-9 career, uh, but that's just one guy. Everyone else also has some solid numbers. All three games that they have faced Nick Pavetta, whether they've done it, they've done it once against him where they hit double-digit hits uh, as, you know, physically on him, but in the full game, all three times, they've gone double digits or more. So I like them to do that once again today. And now you've got an unknown guy here for the Blue Jays, Thomas Hatch. He did pitch a little bit last year. He is making his debut today. Last year, he was largely in relief appearances, but it does sound like they're going to be needing him, uh, especially with some doubleheaders coming up out of the starting role. So I think he's going to go a few innings here. Last inning, or excuse me, last season, over 26 and a third innings, he gave up 18 hits, 273 ERA. So pretty solid. And, uh, you know, what I like there the most is that he kept those hits down. His whip is pretty solid. So that's what I like in this one specifically. Uh, but like I said, worked in relief last season, but working for a bigger load here coming up. I like him to have a few solid innings and for that bullpen to kind of, uh, you know, you know, I'm not necessarily calling the Blue Jays a winner here. I'm not saying Blue Jays money line because they're going to torch Pavetta because, uh, you know, I don't know that Red Sox could hit some long balls today. But that's kind of what the Red Sox offense has been. So I really like the value on this plus money most hits for the Blue Jays. You give me double digits for three times against Pavetta, I'm going to call for it a fourth time. And if you're telling me ahead of time that the Blue Jays are going to go double-digit hits, I'm going to take this bet every single time. If you're finding it on a different uh, number and a different sports book, I still like it at whatever plus money uh, excuse me, whatever plus money number you can find it at. So, like my partner said, this one might be his favorite of my three. This is definitely my favorite of my three here. 
Blue Jays most hits partner. I, uh, you know, obviously you're with me if you already said it's one of your favorites. Yeah, I got nothing else to say uh, other than Tom Hatch MLB debut. Absolutely love that. 2021 debut. Uh, 2021 yeah, yeah. debut, at least starting. Uh, looked right. like he was kind of a bullpen day guy before. Sure, sure. Uh, looks like he's going to be real solid here in the start. You know how I am on those guys. Nonetheless, R Mag's second best bet of the day and uh, both of our favorites off of his card. Toronto Blue Jays most hits at plus money. Partner, one more to lay down. Let them have it. All right. Last one for me. Now, don't turn off the podcast after this one. My partner might have a uh, you know different type of play that have might have you given the same reaction. But uh, third and final play for me is coming from the Rockies versus Angels. Herman Marquez versus Shohei Otani. I'm taking the Colorado Rockies money line at plus money. This is not about Shohei Otani. I'm not saying he's going to come in and get shelled. I'm not saying anything about that. Uh, but I do believe it is about Herman Marquez. The Rockies are 7-2 and two straight up in his last nine starts. 2-1 and one on the road. So kind of define what they've been on the road um, has Marquez because he has been very, very solid. Those 2-1 and one on the road starts. That includes a seven-inning pitch, three-hit shutout at San Diego on July 10th. I think we see something similar from him today. He has been fantastic lately. And this Angels lineup is a combined five for 34 lifetime versus him. And the last five versus for the Angels here, 208 batting average versus righties, 246 OBP, 2.81 runs per nine. That should be a little bit higher given the pitching matchups that they have faced over the last week. They, uh, you know, they've been held under three runs to above average pitchers, and you know they've put up four or five against some very, very low, below average pitchers. So you know, given the uh, the matchups that they've been giving, they should be hitting the ball a lot a lot more so i even think that 2.81 runs per nine is inflated based on what uh, how they're pitching right now or hitting right now excuse me i mentioned pitching because even if shohei otani is fantastic this bullpen has been a little shaky last 10 5.4 era 1.68 whip so needless to say i could see this being a uh you know maybe even angels first five i don't know i do like the rockies first five plus a half honestly but i could see otani being very very solid and still losing this game the public partner is all over the Angels, 70% of the bets, but 65% of the money on the Rockies, and I'm going to be right in that line as well. I am as well. Uh, you know me. I say it time and time again, said it on this podcast. As a matter of fact, when everybody zigs, I zag. And uh, especially when it's on a plus money poly like this right now, you know, Jermon Marquez on the mound, I, I absolutely love him for the Rockies. He's mm -hmm. been one of the more dominant arms for that rotation. And, uh, you know, when you see that early money coming in like that and everybody and their dogs uh, within the handicapping world seems to be riding about or taking the Angels, we're going to go ahead and take that opposite side and hammer in the Colorado Rockies money line for Armag's third best bet of the day, which I'm all over. I got nothing else to add, my man. Nothing else to add there. Any other stats, trends, anything come up uh, in relation to your plays, anything in between you need to get off before I keep this show moving on down the road nope like i said in my second best bet i will have my prop of the day back today bo bichette will have some type of action on him so be on the lookout for that but other than that i got nothing else all right and if uh perchance our mags decides to hammer in any other best bets today or mm -hmm. any other picks he likes that maybe he didn't like this morning make sure you follow him on the action network app he is at our mags all caps you can follow all of his picks there and then uh while we're here might as well remind you you can follow mine at cash underscore 
underscore with underscore Colt. And then you can follow all of the best bets of the day from every single episode of the TTL pod at Talking the Line on the Action Network app. You can also see all of the best bets even more and actually live bet from our website and see live lines and odds from multiple different sports books right on our website. So go to TalkingTheLine.com as well so you can see all of them there. But let's keep the show moving, ladies and gentlemen, into the second half of the first segment of the day. My best bets of the day. Now, uh, I told you at the top of the show, if you weren't around, I got four coming at you. Now, I do have two coming out of one game, and it is also a serious plus money, Paulie. Now, Mm -hmm. before I do, need a little high-quality H2O. Get me hydrated for this absolute killer session I'm about to go on of analysis. Did you get your, uh, you know, broom for your broom thing figured out there? Not a chance. No, okay. So, with my first best bet (laughs) of the day, I'm headed on over to the matchup between the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies. Starting this card, and I am taking the Philadelphia Phillies money line. Now, a couple key reasons. One thing that comes uh, down to it is that the Phillies are only four games back right now in second place in the NL East, and the Nats are eight games back in fourth place. They can't afford any type of a loss right now if they want to gain any type of ground on the Mets. So they got to get this win done here, and they got to have a very, very solid series against the Nationals which I think they do. Now, the pitching matchup does loom a little large for me. You got Joe Ross on the mound for the Nationals and Spencer Howard on the mound for the Phillies. Now, Joe Ross had a bit of a struggling start to his season in 2021. Then he started to really improve, look like a pitcher you might be able to back, and then July 4th hit the IL. That was his last uh, outing, and he hasn't pitched since. So this will be his first outing back. And man, we've seen it time and time again, uh, especially coming back post this sticky stuff and not being able to have any little bit of advantage. Uh, Those pitchers come back and they struggle, at least in that first outing, if not into the second outing. And I believe that's what we see from Joe Ross here today against this red hot Philadelphia offense. Not to mention uh, Joe Ross with kind of what I told you there being those trends, how he started out hot early or um he, he was re- or really bad early. He had a 6.00 ERA in May and then 1.95 ERA in June and then has already got a 4.05 ERA in July. So just kind of backs up some of the points uh, that I just had there. He does own a 0.00 ERA over six innings pitched against Philadelphia this year. And what did I tell you all week last week when you see this from a pitcher that screams regression to me and I think we see some serious regression. I'm not saying he's going to get absolutely shelled but I think 100% he gives up two or three earned runs here today at minimum and last but certainly not least the Nationals are three and four straight up over Ross's last seven starts overall but I still don't think he's going to be too doggone solid coming in off the IL now for Spencer Howard for the uh, Phillies he's taking the bump for them and he's actually been much much better than his top line numbers would indicate he's allowed two earned runs or less in eight out of his last 10 starts and he does have a very small sample size against Washington, but they haven't had any type of success against him as of late. He only went two and a third innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs, two Ks, two walks. And that was back on June the 5th. So I like him. He's improved a little bit more since then. I like him to improve even more against this Washington team. Might even go three, four, five here today. I think that's where they need to uh, depend on him. And I think that'll help them get this win here today once we uh, switch on over to the bullpen. 
Now, as far as some trends to wrap this play up, it's a dead even split between these two teams this year, uh, four to four in the eight games played in 2021. However, the Nationals are three and seven in the last 10 games played in Philadelphia. They are also 18 and 28 straight up as an away team and 11 and 22 straight up as an away underdog. As for the Phillies, they are 29 and 19 as a home team and 18 and 12 as a home favorite. Philadelphia is also five and one in Howard's last six starts overall versus the National League East and Washington is kind of bad in this spot 21 and 36 as an underdog they're also three and nine straight up over their last 12 games overall 0-6 straight up in their last six road games and 1-8 in their last nine games versus right-handed starting pitching I'm not going to be back in the Nationals here today. I'm all over the Phillies to stay hot, gain a little bit of ground in this series on the Mets here today. So give me all of the Philadelphia Phillies full game money line for my first best bet of the day. I will be absolutely with you on this one, my man. I love the Phillies at home right now. And this Nationals team really ain't getting it done. I mean, no. you mentioned it, 3-7 and seven in Philadelphia. I would say, you know, if this was in Washington, it might be a different story because I think this could be, a, a, you know, a home-and-home home type of, uh, you know, series here. But, uh, yeah, I have no trust in Joe Ross whatsoever. I'll be rocking the Phillies with you today all night long. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll talk about this in the ransom reactions in the second half of the show. But sure. much like my cubbies, mm -hmm. the Nationals might be having some of their stars shipped out of town. So might be having a little bit of internal struggle going on right now. And I always like to target that when betting as well. Right. not saying it's the biggest thing, but plays a little factor. We'll talk about that later. Let's keep it moving. My second best bet of the day. Going to the matchup between the Detroit Tigers and the Minnesota Twins. And I got to go back to my boys. I'm taking the Detroit Tigers first five run line plus one and a half. Mm. You're actually getting plus one and a half on the first five here today. I couldn't believe it. It's at minus 140. I absolutely love those odds. Not too chalky, not too crazy. Give me all of it here today, mainly because of this pitching matchup, but a few other key things. Matt Manning's taking the bump for the Tigers and Michael Pineda is taking the mound for the Twins. Now, Manning... He hasn't been too stupendous, too great, too spectacular. However, he's been just good enough for here today, particularly in the first five innings. He's had six starts overall, and the Tigers are 3-2-1 straight up in the first five innings over his last six starts. That's all that he has had. Not to mention, one of those was against this Minnesota team, and it was tied 0-0 after the first five innings. He did give up two earned runs in the sixth, but that's okay. I don't think he does that here today, and I think he goes rather deep into this game. He has also allowed two earned runs or less in five out of his last six starts. Obviously, you know, once again, he's only had those six starts, so you love to see that. And his top-line numbers are actually a little bit worse than uh, you would think because of his run road starts or uh, because of his home starts. I'm sorry, his road starts. He's been solid. Three starts, 2-0 record, 286 opponent batting average allowed, 3.14 ERA and a 14 and a third innings of work for all of those numbers. So absolutely uh, love to see Manning remain dominant right in that spot. Not to mention he owns a 3.60 ERA against Minnesota this year. I told you he went five innings pitched, gave up two earned runs in the sixth, but they were tied in the fifth. I like a very similar outcome to happen here today. If not, the Tigers putting up a couple runs on Pineda. So heck of a segue into Michael Pineda. 
Pineda because he has allowed three earned runs or more in four out of his last seven starts, and he's given up a combined 10 earned runs over his last three home starts over 13 and two-thirds innings pitched. He was all right to start this season, but then he kind of has started to struggle now, as evidenced uh, by his recent June and July ERAs of 7.94 ERA and 5.23 respectively. Also, he hasn't faced Detroit yet this year, but they have had incredible success up and down that lineup against him. 80 at-bats overall, 293 batting average, 323 on-base percentage, and a 709 OPS. Not to mention... Minnesota is 1-4-1 straight up in the first five innings over his last six starts overall. Wanted to give you the same sample size as, as Manning's. And in his home starts, last five home starts overall for Pineda, the Twins are 1-3-1 straight up in the first five innings. I absolutely love all of that here on the pitching matchup. Those Some of those key trends to continue, but not to mention that Minnesota overall, regardless of who is on the bump for them, they're 1-3-1 one, one straight up in the first five innings in their last five games. The Tigers are 3-2 and two straight up in the first five innings over their last five games. There's a bit of a minor bump in the road. You already talked about it uh, for the Tigers here over the weekend against the Kansas sure. City Royals. I think a lot of the public are going to look at that, especially against a piss-poor team in the Royals, and jump all over the twins here today but may i remind you that minnesota is 23 and 28 straight up as a home team and 16 and 20 straight up as a home favorite detroit still has way more of a chance in the al central than minnesota does they could still potentially catch cleveland and they know that they need to get the job done and they've had plenty of success against pineda in the past we might have another play coming out of this game but for me my second best bet of the day detroit tigers first five run line plus one and a half I will be right there with you, especially on the plus one and a half, my man. I mean, I mentioned a little bit last week, this Twins lineup, they still have got some formidable guys here, but uh, you take away Nelson Cruz, the big thumper out of that lineup. Like I said, they've still got some formidable bats, but it re they really basically sucked the soul out of that lineup, and you've kind of seen it the last few games. So, uh, And I, not to mention, I like Matt Manning. Uh, I, I think I've been a little bit higher on him than you have, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he. I, I've seen more and more confidence from him each start, so I think we're getting there. Yeah, I think we see a lot of uh, positive regression, if you there will, you from him today uh, up to that top line mean. So there you go. There you have it. Hey, what do you say? Let's wrap it up with three and four my final best bets of the day. Coming out of one game, going to the matchup. Once again, as my partner said, hey, don't turn off the pod. You got to listen. When everybody zigs, we zag. So I'm going to the matchup between the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners. And my two best bets coming out of this game. I'm taking the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half right at plus 100 odds. Nice plus money, Pauly, for you there. And I'm also taking the Mariners full game money line. Also very juicy plus money odds right around plus 150, plus 160, maybe even below that, maybe plus 140, somewhere in there last time I looked. Either way, beautiful odds, and I think it is priced just right, but it should be a little bit lower in favor of the Mariners. And that's because of a couple key trends and this pitchy matchup. Luis Garcia on the mound for the Astros and Darren McCaughan. I hope uh, I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is a new fella in the league, but I will tell you about him uh, on the mound for the Mariners. Now, Garcia, he has not been bad. Much like you said, partner, this is not because of him. You were not fading Otani. I'm not fading right. Garcia. I don't think that he is going to give up a boatload of runs. 
I think he might give up a few here, though, in the early going, but I don't think it's going to get ugly either way. He has had a little bit more struggles on the road than at home, which is why I say this. 2.24 ERA at home compared to 3.86 on the road. He is still a rookie, and he owns a 1.80 ERA versus Seattle this year. I keep telling you, regression, regression, regression. However, let me tell you about that 1.80 ERA over five innings pitched. That was back on April the 29th when hmm. the Mariners were a completely different team. And oh, the Mariners won that game one to nothing. Interesting. And they won the first five innings one to nothing. Interesting. You tend to wonder who gave up that one run? Mr. Garcia. So is it going to be a very similar trend here today and play out very similarly? I think so. But if you don't believe me, let me tell you a little bit why I think Darren McCauhan is going to be pretty top-notch here today. He has made one appearance so far, and he made his first appearance against Colorado back on July 21st. He came in in the second inning after Middleton, who I don't know too much about either. He's one of the new guys there for Seattle as well. But he came in in the second and went five innings after that. He gave up zero hits, one earned run, and three walks. Command was just a little bit of an issue, so I had to look into that just a little bit. How has he been across the board in his minor league career? Hey, we have the TTL mascot. She was screaming, coming in live for my final best bet of the day. But carrying on with uh, McCawhan, she, uh he was great when he came in. Like I said, went those five innings, didn't give up uh, any hits. The reason why he had an earned run is because there were already runners on base, and he got forced into a position where they had to go across with those walks. However... He has not been a very walk-prone pitcher over the course of his minor league career. He had four years in the minors so far, and he's got a 3.75 ERA, so a little bit higher than you would like to see. However, he's got a 1.26 whip, 267 opponent batting average allowed, and 324 Ks to only 74 walks. I love him to return back to a little bit more of that form. I love him to go at least five, six innings here today. No mm -hmm. question in my mind. I think he's going to be pretty doggone dominant. And I think that he's going to find success against this Houston team and essentially his first MLB start, if you will. And you've already heard me already on this pod today. You know how I am on guys getting their first MLB start. However, let me give you a couple key trends and a couple key things I'm looking at as to why I think this is the play you should make here or the two plays you should make here today. The Mariners have a very, very solid shot in the AL West of catching the Athletics. They took three out of four of them over the weekend, and they were pretty doggone dominant wins. Right. It wasn't any fluky wins. They are a good team, and they have a serious shot. And it starts today with beating the number one team in the AL West. And I wouldn't be surprised in my mind at all if the Houston Astros take the foot off the gas just a little bit with the possibility of maybe facing the old Mariners late, late, late in the season with having a shot at facing them instead of the Athletics. I think it starts all here today with the play out of the uh, AL West. Me and my partner talk about a lot off air that this is going to be one of the most interesting play outs here uh, as we approach the end of the season. And I think once again that that all starts today. Seattle is 18 and 13 straight up in game one of the series with Houston across the board historically and 10 and 6 straight up in that game one after a win. Coming off of that 4 3 victory against Oakland yesterday, got the momentum. Got going to keep it rolling here against um, uh, Houston here today. Not to mention, Seattle is 5-2 and two straight up over their last seven games, and they have beat quality, quality opponents. And we'll talk about it a little bit more 
but this is a Monday setup if I have ever mm, seen mm. one in my life. So for my final two best bets of the day, I am taking the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half and the Seattle Mariners full game money line. I will be right there with you on this. Both of these, my man, I can't really lay down too much else. Other than the fact that the you know the Mariners doesn't really matter who the pitcher is at home, these guys seem to elevate themselves not just to good status but to great status. Some of these guys, Homie and Rays, have been fantastic. Uh, McConaughey, I hope I, I might have even botched his name already. McConaughey, yeah, I, have I don't no know. It's, it's I don't see him as being me, any different. How would you guys say it if you can somehow put it in the live chat? How would you guys say it? It is M C C A U G H A N. Cohen. McCahan, McCahan, uh, no idea. Either way, all respect McCohan. to the man, and I think he's going to have one hell of a day here today. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the TTL Cruise best bets of the day, all seven of them. Hey, if you uh, hopped in a little bit late, maybe you missed one or two, not to fret, not to worry. We are about to dive into the second segment of the day, the special play of the day. However, after we get all done with that, We'll flash all the best bets of the day up on the screen, so make sure you have your sports books out and ready for that. But for now, today's special play of the day, the aforementioned Monday Madness Parlay, and I told you, boys and girls, degenerates, gamblers, everybody in between, that this is nothing short of madness. Nothing short of madness. We have a three-leg parlay. Paying out at 14 to 1 odds, plus 1,400 odds for those of you who like those American system numbers. (laughs) So, partner, wherever you'd like to start, whatever leg you want to lay down, we really don't need to uh, analyze, trend, discuss too much more. You can just lay something down. I'll piggyback right behind you. I just need a sip of some high-quality H2O. All right, go for it. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah, go for it. I mean, we kind of both in our heads somehow had this in our in our heads and then Colt looks at me and says would we be crazy and i said i already know exactly what the fuck you're talking about and no you're not crazy because this mondays have been as mad as mad gets all season long and you know why not have a parlay that is fitting to the madness correct and especially when we already have the name for it and we just haven't been uh, making a parlay that's mad enough. No. And now we here are today. First leg, I will lay down uh, one of my plays already, Rockies Money Line. Herman Marquez, Shohei Otani, said it already. Not fading Shohei Otani. I think Herman Marquez is going to be fantastic. So that's first leg, partner. I'll let you hit the third one. And second one, I believe this will be technically time-wise the first one. Uh, but this is going to be uh, my partner took the first five action. We're going to the full game on the Tigers Money Line. I like me some Matt Manning. I do not like me Michael Pineda. I feel weird saying the way I just said that anyways. Michael but, uh, Pineda. <laughs> but I like the Tigers' money line today. Uh, we already talked about it. They had a rough weekend against the Royals. Time to get right back yeah. on that horse. Uh, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, still kind of an outside chance for that AL wild card. Uh, if you look at the standings, you might call us crazy, but the way they've been playing the last two months, it ain't crazy, man. And no, uh, this matchup right here for them today is prime for the taking. And, uh, you know, another little plus money. But what uh, what's our third one here, partner? Third and final leg, my friend. Going back, uh, adding one of my best bets of the day, the Seattle Mariners money line. 
We love the plus money on that action. Um, Got to go back to the name, I guess. Darren uh, McCona, Darren McC- McConaughey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to say it. We'll find. We'll watch the broadcast and we'll officially know it. And we'll talk about him yesterday or tomorrow when the bet cashes. That all being said, I absolutely love him here too against Luis Garcia. Much like you just said, partner, not fading Luis Garcia here, not the main reason why I take this pick, but it's Monday. This is going to be a little bit of madness and a lot of the reasons why I already just told you uh, in a lot of my analysis that I think this is going to be kind of the start of some of that shakeup in the AL West. Not to mention, I mean, we already said it, but these Mondays, it hasn't been uh, here and there. Every single Monday, it is pure madness. It's pure madness. And we haven't been ahead of the bill, and now we're getting ahead of the bill. If you've been betting the MLB, you know it has been pure madness. And let me tell you something as to why we really, really got tipped off to this play. Now, I keyed my partner in. He didn't believe me back during the college basketball season. Not really during NBA either. And then all of a sudden, my boy has slid on over to the dark side for the MLB season. I put him on to Odd Shark. Mm. Let him see some computer picks. He wasn't the biggest <laughs> believer in the computer see, picks. And yes. I said, hey, man, peep him out. I'm telling you, they're pretty damn good. They just factor into a little bit more, especially when you're leaning one side. It might help you say, like, oh, am I making this up yeah. trying to Push force you over the edge or, or what? pull you back off the edge. Yeah. So we uh, are taking a big jump, not really a leap of faith, because uh, the Tigers rated 6.0 runs to Minnesota's 4.3. The Rockies, 5.6 r- runs to the Angels, 2.9 runs. And Houston's, 1.9 runs to the Mariners, 3.3 runs. We are playing every single one of them. We absolutely love the value on those plus money polys. Please lock them in. Do not miss out on this opportunity for a plus 1,400 casher on this beautiful Monday of bets. It has been absolute madness. Our special play has always been the Monday Madness Parlay, and we have just not gotten mad enough for it to cash. So we're getting (laughs) mad today, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There you have it. The Monday Madness Parlay. But if you missed any of that nonsense... If you happen to potentially miss any of the best bets, as I just said a little bit ago, any of the analysis trends, hey, let's flash those bad boys up on the screen. Talk about them one more time so you guys can get ready to run to the pay window with the TTL crew this evening. Now, without further ado, live on your screen on this beautiful July 26, 2021, so you don't have to check your calendar Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. The TTL Crew's best bets of the day are on your screen. First things first, left side of your screen, as always, are Mag's best bets. He's got three of them coming at you. First one, he's taking the White Sox versus Royals under nine and a half runs. The Toronto Blue Jays most hits in the game versus the Boston Red Sox. That is uh, potentially exclusive only to FanDuel. It might be on other books. If you go there, go to Hits Lines, Hits most hits you will see at the first drop down box that you can see there so there you go blue jays most hits and then his third and final best bet colorado rockies full game money line then on the opposite side of that as always to my best bets of the day four of those coming at you i am taking the philadelphia phillies full game money line the detroit tigers first five run line plus one and a half and two plays out of the mariners and the 
Why am I blanking right now? Astros. Astros game. Seattle Mariners. First five run line plus a half. And the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> full game. Money line. Hey, you never know what you're going to get on the TTL pod, but you do know you're always going to get a special play. Today's special play, the Monday Madness Parlay. The three legs one more time for you. Detroit Tigers, full game money line. Colorado Rockies, full game money line. And the Seattle Mariners, full game money line. The puppies are barking today, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to get that bad boy to the pay window. So one final time. There you go. There you have them. The TTL Crew's best bets of the day for this beautiful Monday of bets, July 26th, 2021. Lock them in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Hey, hey, hey. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get them in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Gonna be a late one, my man. But it's gonna uh, be a late one. Pop if, in the nitroglycerin hey, pills now. If you're an Olympics head, you're already up late watching that action anyway. No so. problem whatsoever. Hey, we got plenty to talk about sure that as do. well. I may or may not have cashed a plus two ten swimming ticket Ooh. yesterday. Swimming sharp over here. Am I an Olympic swimming sharp? sharp? We will have to discuss shortly. But let's wrap up the first half of today's show, episode eighty eight, with the additional lettering on the screen here. Our great all-knowing guests the money line dice we told you at the top of the show that today's role is coming out of game one of the doubleheader between the atlanta braves and the new york mets so my friends strap in and let's bring those kind cubicle objects onto the ttl production set and get into today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. All right, it's about showtime. The dice are about to speak. Don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen. But before they do, I got to get a little bit of background stuff going on. I am host slash production team here at the TTL pod. If you are into production or like audio, video, anything like that, have an interest or an expertise, yo, yo, hit us up. We, we, we got you back. Just shoot us a DM, go on the website, shoot us an email, whatever the case might be. Hit us up. But f- with that being said, I got to do it for the time being. So while I'm getting all that set up here, partner, and I'm getting our uh, wonderful guest present on the show, could you uh, set the scene for game one here of the doubleheader today? What's the pitching matchup? Who's the fave? Who's the dog? Uh, do believe, yeah, told them we're playing in New York. Sure are. Uh, so what's the total? Any storylines we need to know about? While you're doing all that, I'll get this stuff completed, and then I'll see you and you here in just a few minutes. Alrighty, sounds good to me. So, game one of this doubleheader, going to be a seven-inning doubleheader. We've got the Braves versus the Mets. Actually, a pretty interesting pitching matchup. Even if you don't know who this uh, Kyle Muller is for the Braves, it's going to be him, Kyle Muller, versus Marcus Stroman for the Mets. Uh, Muller, a lefty, is actually coming in with some decent numbers. The uh, Braves are only 1-4 in, in his appearances, but it ain't his fault. Has allowed three or less in every single appearance that he has come into. And he's got a 3.2 ERA on the season. Actually faced the Mets in City Field back in June there. June 21st, went four innings, no hits, one earned run. Had a couple of walks there, uh, but been has been pretty solid. He's been facing some solid lineups and been, has been getting the job done. Went five innings, one hit, no runs versus the Reds a couple weeks ago. And uh, last week, actually, four innings, two hits, one earned run to the Padres. So 
The Braves haven't been winning his starts by any means, but uh, it hasn't been his fault. He has been pretty good. 0-7, the Mets lineup is that we're going to be seeing today, or at least the guys that have faced him versus Muller. So could be in for a pitcher's duel today. Obviously, Marcus Stroman on the other bill here, 2.59 ERA on the season, coming off arguably his best start of the season last week. Uh, in Cincinnati, eight innings, one hit, no runs, one walk. He was fantastic in that start. And uh, his home and away splits are pretty similar here today. And, of course, the Mets with Stroman on the mound are going to be favored at minus 154 with the Mets coming in at plus 130. On the run line here, the Mets minus 1.5 is plus 155, while the run line for the Atlanta Braves is plus 1.5 at minus 188. Being this, being that this is a seven-inning game, we've got a low total today over under six-and-a-half runs. I mentioned these guys. Obviously, Stroman has been good all season, and Muller has been coming on strong lately. So despite the low total, that might be worth a look. These seven-inning games have been interesting, kind of a different style of handicapping, if you will. The uh, Bra- uh, excuse me, the Mets actually getting the money and the bet slips. 61% of the public bet slip percentage is on the Mets. While 60% of the money is still on the, uh, the Mets themselves here. The over-under total, the big money is coming in on that over, actually. 59% of the bets on the over, while 92% of the money is on the over. So, we'll see if the dice are keying in on some big money. However, the sharp money apparently is on the under, according to the Action Network app here. Looks like you're struggling a little bit over here, partner. Might be a no-go today. I don't know. You got anything else you can talk about oh, for I just a half on. a second? Yeah, I was just—I could tell sometimes when it's uh, not yeah, going super well. <laughs> yeah, it's not going uh, ideally by any stretch of the word. For no. sure. No, it's—it's it's just it—it uh, it glitches, and I don't want—I don't want you yeah, guys we don't to want be that. seeing slow glitchy sure. video. But uh, yeah, I'll get back into it here. The Mets coming off of a nice weekend here at home versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Took two out of three from them, uh, and then they uh, had a nice little series against the Reds before that. So uh, you know these teams are still a little too unpredictable for us to cap especially as i mentioned these seven inning games are kind of their own handicapping style in and of themselves uh and the braves have been one of the most unpredictable teams all season long they just lost two out of three to the Phillies. excuse me they lost actually split with the phillies my bad they had a four game series there with the phillies so they're coming off a decent series against the phillies still not totally out of the uh the nl east uh, division race obviously if they can have a nice series here they'll get themselves right back into it uh, i'm not putting the hammer down on the coffin yet they're only five games out obviously it hasn't been great for them but they have a nice series here against the mets shit we've got a new uh new division race on our hands here no question about it uh but the mets of course the phillies are the team that are really biting on their heels four games back are the phils so uh all right we got to rock and rolling yeah we're man rock, I, you man. know I picked a hell of a career here not to really uh, enjoy <laughs> technology all too much. But let me tell you that that thing just never ceases to uh, blow my mind how difficult it is to set up. So let me uh, make sure we're good here. All yeah, right. No we're good there. All right. So, yeah, now, Stroman at home. I mean, he's well, been you're solid. Good to go. Three and four record at home. A little less than you would expect. Assume position, get ready to rock and roll. But uh, that is a little weird for Mr. Stroman, especially at a little bit of a lighter line like this, right around minus one. Mets are 30 and 15 themselves at home. So let's see what's going on here today. Quickly. Oh, there's my hand. Yep. That way <laughs> real quick. Oh, geez. Moving the whole damn thing. I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a little bit dizzy now, uh, you should be feeling just a little bit better shortly. Your equilibrium will return before you know it. But for now, 
For the first time live on your screen on this beautiful Monday of bets, the money line dice hey are now live. All right, it's time doing? to get into today's roll. Game one, doubleheader, Mets, Braves. Are we taking the home team Metropolitans or are we taking the away team Braves? We soon find out in three, in two, in one. That is way under there. It is an away team dice. We're going rebro. Yeah, interference. That's okay. Interference rolled under the computer. Need a clear view of it. Here we go. In a three. In a two. In a one. Still the away team Braves. Stuck with it. They said, don't doubt me. It doesn't matter if you can see me or not. Whatever's face up, it's right. Fair enough. Are we taking the away team underdog Braves on their money line or plus one and a half with just minimal, minimal chalk? We all find out. It's very chalky. In three, (laughs) in two, in one. Nope. And one. Money line. Money line it is. Uh, It it did hit my keyboard. First time around. It It did hit the keyboard. (laughs) So, first unofficial play from the money line dice, Atlanta Braves money line. Now, will the dice be doubling down on that selection? Will they need a little extra face time and time to think about what they really want to hammer in today with a re-roll? Are they going to skip all that? Give us an extra best bet and go for the total. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Uh, what is that there? That's a re-roll. That's Damn you, dice. Uh, whole money line? Oh, all right. Damn well, you, dice. No more of the theatrics. No more of the nonsense. Straight shoot, straight roll. Here we go. Home or away? Home Mets. Home team Mets, Marcus Stroman. Home team Mets. They said, hey, we just need a little extra face time. Money line or ATS? Money line. Money line it is. And wild card die. Away money line. Jeez. Uh, okay. Come on, dice. All right. All we right. See. We see. We get it. Home or away. Let's go, dice. Braves. Enough nonsense here. Moneyliner ATS. Plus one and a half. And finally, wild card die. The under six and a half. All right. Under six and a half. I don't hate the, uh, it is pretty chalky, but I do like the plus one and a half in these seven inning games. They have been pretty true. I've been pretty uh, consistent, if I do say so myself. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight, lock in right here, right now. No questions, no qualms. Atlanta Braves, plus one and a half in game one of their doubleheader today with the Mets and the under game total of six and a half runs. Little did you know that the co-host of the TTL podcast is also a hand model on the side. There you have today's TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day. Alrighty then. Away they go. <laughs> Away my hand goes, unfortunately. Now, oh, not the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day. That's the Moneyline Dice Best Bets of the Day. If you didn't see them live, you're good on there. If you didn't see them live, yeah. if you are watching, whatever the case might be, one final time. For the two best bets coming from the Moneyline Dice today, Atlanta Braves plus one and a half and 
the under game total six and a half runs make sure you lock all those in at whatever the best line is on your favorite sports book and make sure it's for game one of the doubleheader game one also uh oh gonna have to redo that oh boy if you want your own set of money line dice now that i uh have to redo my carrying case if you want your own set hey we make it super easy for you you've been seeing us roll for a while i uh, wanted to get your own set don't know how to hey we make it super super easy for you two ways if you're perusing around the talkingtheline.com website you can go to our partners page you'll see their logo right there with a little bit of instructions below it you can click right on that logo follow the instructions make it nice and easy get a 10 percent discount off when you order make it all nice and easy to get your money line dice or while you're also in this episode's description checking out the link tree, you can see the second link down there is the moneylinedice.com website. We toss the offer code down here in this episode's description as well. Code TTL10, TTL10 will get you 10% off your first order on moneylinedice.com. So you can start rolling with the crew, get your own dog on set, start meeting us at the window with the all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful cubicle objects that they call the money line dice thank you dice thank you dice and that does it for today's money line dice roll of the day quickly i wrap everything up and we look well good to go all right let me make sure one final time that we are all set on the production front because uh, we're about to get hot and heavy for about the next half hour hour or so somewhere in between there so looks like we are good to go here my friend i'm ready to rock man so without further ado that does it for the first half of today's show. You got the TTL crew seven best bets of the day. The Monday Madness Parlay. Oh boy, is that bad boy mad. And now the Moneyline Dice have told you what you need to play. The Braves plus one and a half and the under six and a half runs in game one. That's it. No more best bets. No more trends. No more analysis. Well, sort of, kind of. But at least in the locking in variety for today. That's it. First half of the show is a wrap. If you're one of the kind degenerate pals of the TTL crew that just stops by to get our best bets and analysis and then skates on out of here to get the rest of your day started, hey, we don't blame you. We understand. Busy, but this is our lives. We got to dive back into more sports. So that being said, if you are headed out of here, have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have other plans as always, but don't stay away too long. Make sure you come on around the bend for tomorrow's show, Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, episode 89. You know the drill. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So we'll see y'all later. Peace and love, but for the rest of you sticking around for the second half of episode 88, the hot heavy is about to commence. The nonsense is about to come forth. More banter than we can possibly explain in under an hour is about to come your way. <laughs> that definitely made sense. Nothing makes sense on the second <laughs> half of the TTL pod. So without further ado, it's time to get into that second half. Today's rents and reactions partner first things first my friend let's go back up to the top here of the show uh where we kick things off at riley otani 
on the bump. My friend. 100 uh, from the plate. Tell us about it. What's going on out there? A thousand. You know, I would call it, uh, you know, a little bit of maybe like Tim Anderson hitting mixed with Shohei's pitching. Because I'm not hitting the bombs. I'm not hitting them, uh, you know, 500 feet. I'm just setting the table, man. I'm driving in runs. I'm getting on base. And, uh, you know, I'm doing it every single time. I'm, uh, I'm honestly shocked. This is the second time I've played softball. The first time around was not good. I played baseball growing up, but mm-hmm. first time of softball around a few years ago was not good at all, pitching or hitting. But uh, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, you know. You're I'm, just so locked into the so, day-to-day games going on that just kind of some of that athletic ability is rubbing off onto you. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And a couple beers every time. I might, oh. might be the right concoction. Who knows, Don't man? call it Bush League, pal. He's out here. Having games, so uh, was drinking bush, so you know, call it bush league, call it bush league if you want. (laughs) But hey, uh, either way, catch old R Mags pimping some bombs on Lakeshore Drive, somewhere in the Windy City near you. But hey, myself too, got out, escaped into the country, sure did. Talk about a uh, a different way of living. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love my parents, my family, everybody that lives down there to death. But uh, the internet sucks, my friend. <laughs> I apologize, but the internet sucks. Yeah. I uh, I posted a video on Saturday morning that took me a little over two hours to post. Well, the whole story behind it, I post the doggone thing. Right. Then I hop in the shower. Well, between me hopping the shower, I disconnected from the internet card and got onto regular LTE, whatever. Uh-huh. Well, that regular data is so bad out there, it reset the whole thing. So I get out of the shower, it's still loading. I reset it. It connects back to the Wi-Fi, so it resets the whole thing again. <laughs> oh, I get out to the camper where I was staying, go out there, the Wi-Fi connection interrupts again. Uh-huh. So I had to reset this uh, the, this video about 10 times, and then finally it posts uh, about five minutes before I was ready to post other stuff. Yeah. So, hey, quite... Uh, the way she goes. Hey, no problems, though. Absolutely loved getting out. Uh, it's always good getting escape into the country. Uh, you guys might not know, but uh, from a little town of 1,300 people, probably uh, about as big as some of your high schools out there. So, uh, or maybe, Pretty close. Maybe uh, even well, uh, your high school graduating class, for crying mm. out loud. So, hey, that's where I come from. But let's get into what's going on here on uh, the world of sports, sports gambling, what's happening from this past weekend, and uh, what are we seeing here in the week ahead? Well, first things first, partner, you uh, typically update us on this, so we'll see uh, what type of thoughts you have here uh, coming in from the 3M Open, Mm. closing out the weekend. We had the champion, Cam Champ. Cam Champ. How about that? Cam Champ getting a big major win here uh, for himself. And wouldn't you know it, my man Louis Ustason finds himself in second place again. Are we going to start seeing Louis in the same light that we saw Tony for the last few years? And we're just going to be seeing Louis right in those second place spots and never be able to really get over the hump? I, I don't know, man. Or what in the world's going on here? Because this is uh, this feels now like to me, I'd have to go back and look, but this feels like now to me, this uh, six, five or six in a row here, podium finishes and <laughs> not getting like over that, the hump. Man. Yeah, I don't know, my man. It, uh, you know... It has to feel like he gets over that hump eventually, but I I think you're right. We might just continue seeing him here in the top five week in and week out. Maybe not every single week, but uh, obviously you could think of worse ways to spend your weekend. And tweeted that out yesterday than making probably upwards of uh, you know 600 plus k uh, on these finishes. I'm sure you could find some worse ways to spend your time. Sure, but, uh, sure, sure. 
Yeah, man, everyone loves Louis, so it uh, sucks to see him coming up short every single time around. I, this, I'll be honest, I, especially on Sunday, I kind of lost track of this one. I was watching some Olympics, watching a lot of baseball, so lost track of this one a little bit, but I hope Louis gets up there, man. He's a likable dude. Yeah, honestly, and and he's kind of taken that Tony Finau role because yeah. Tony Finau he's kinda, you know. he <laughs> fell, fell off the face <laughs> right. of the earth. I don't know what happened I'd to him. I'd rather be but, Louis uh, finishing second than Tony finishing where, you know, I don't even know where he's finishing. Not in the top 10, that's for sure. Yeah, 150%. So, hey, once again, congrats to Cam Champ. We'll see yeah. uh, see what's coming around the bend here for this upcoming uh, upcoming week here. We got the Olympic golf, my friend. Oh, so there is nothing so that... We- I don't know exactly what day it starts, but I yeah, want to say it's there's Thursday a, through Sunday. There's a break in action for this full week. So, right. yeah, August 5th through the 8th. Speaking of which, which, your guy, your best pal, your friend you just absolutely love out of the PGA, Bryson DeChambeau, mm-hmm. not absolutely... Absolutely uh, not going to be allowed to uh, play in old Tokyo. He uh, tested positive for the Rona right. and uh, had not yet made it to Tokyo. So he will not be flying over there or participating in the 2021 Summer Games. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he might need a break. It might uh, be a blessing in disguise. Who knows? Obviously don't want to say that. Don't know what's going on. But, uh, you know, he needs a little time off from golf and uh, maybe the rest of the outside world. So it might serve him well. Like you sarcastically said, not my favorite guy in the in the PGA Tour. But, uh, you know, I, I don't like seeing people struggle this much on and off the course the way he's going. I don't want it to be like that. I You know, it is more fun when he's up there playing well. Right. And it's more of a, you know, love-hate type of thing. But, uh like I said, I want to say it starts Thursday. I don't know, you know, with the scheduling of these Olympics, who knows if that means late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning or late Thursday night. I don't know. But uh, Mr. Colin Morikawa is currently the odds-on favorite. guy that I'm uh, interested in is the guy who swooped in uh, in place of DeChambeau is Patrick Reed. He's got a pretty ridiculous uh, record in the Ryder Cup representing the U.S. of A., and it seems mm-hmm. to fuel him up. So I'm uh, I'm wondering if this might be another one of those scenarios where he's – I mean, people call him Captain America yeah. because he's been so damn good in yeah. the Ryder Cups representing the country. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Patrick Reed swoops in. You know, that, that storyline wasn't even supposed to be here. Obviously, he's a big name, but, you know, he wasn't supposed to be here. Now you're swooping in, getting Captain America to come save the day. Now watch me. I, I, I'd get, I'd, hey. I don't know if they're – uh, I haven't dove too deep into it as far as a betting perspective. I'm not sure if they, you know, if you can bet Patrick Reed to win a medal, not just necessarily gold. I might take right. that action. Yeah, that would uh, that be honestly something to look into. We'll uh, we'll dive into that. And uh, you know, hey, speaking of Olympic golf, speaking of Olympics, let's just backstroke freestyle. <laughs> I love the uh, whatever the fuck. Love, yeah, this one is. I couldn't think of this butterfly? one. Is oh yes, the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on into the Olympic <laughs> Games, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you can tell I'm a fan of swimming, but don't know what the fuck's going on right. half the time. They say, hey, 200. I say, oh, that's one lap. And the next thing I know, they're going back down the end of the pool. I say, wait a minute. This is yeah. not how this was supposed to <laughs> yeah. go. Somebody yeah. explain the rules to me. <laughs> that all being said, mentioned it just a little while ago uh, that I was watching swimming pretty heavily yesterday. Yeah. And Miss Reagan Smith... Mm-hmm. If by chance you see this or somehow, who who knows? The wonderful world of Twitter can do things, and it's the world that we're in. But uh, thank you for the wonderful plus 210 cash, young lady. I appreciate that. Uh, took her, I believe it was the 
400 meter freestyle that I took her in. Can't tell you for sure. 200 meter freestyle. It was the the last women's race of the night, and I wanted to get in on okay. some action. Um, the Australian was favored minus 160, and then uh, Reagan was uh, favor or the second, I guess, favored dog you could say at plus 210. And I said, you know what? Let me just. I got a little 10 spot burning hole in the pocket. Let's sprinkle. have some fun. So yeah, cast that bad boy. Um, Question is on the table. Jury is out. Am I Olympic sharp? Not too entirely sure yet. But boy, oh boy, partner, did I get gassed up as hell to start betting Olympic games? Yeah, I, uh, I've been gracious. watching it a little bit this weekend. I haven't dove too deep into the betting yet. Uh, the more we see things, the more I'm interested in jumping into it because uh, I missed that one. I was diving it. We no pun intended. Diving into a few swimming uh, swimming rounds, but uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of bouncing around to different sports, so I must have missed that one. But uh, I did see. A little bit of an upset action, I guess, from an of American the, of the goat. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Mr. Katie Ledecky lost. Was it the four hundred? Mrs. Mrs. Katie. Ledecky. Is it okay? Sorry about that, Miss Miss but, Katie uh, Ledecky. Yeah, our, <laughs> she has been owning uh, our Ariarni Titmus for uh, quite some time now, and Titmus finally got her lick back. Uh, it was pretty electric, man. Uh, yeah. Ledecky was leading for you know eighty percent of that. Uh, so race. get this shit. Go ahead. I uh, I had been watching it all night long. Mm-hmm. I had to watch that one via replay. Okay. I stream all the games, obviously, up on my laptop, whenever yep. I just have Wi-Fi, no basic cable. Literally, as they are in the last half stretch, neck and neck, I forgot to plug in my computer and it died. Oh, no. So I missed the entire <laughs> oh, ending, no. missed the whole thing. I had to watch it via replay. Um, but the first thing that I, I was able to catch that I thought was really cool is that um, I believe it was uh, Michelle Tafoya that asked her um, kind of something. Oh, did you guys kind of paraphrase and like bump elbows or, yeah. you know, have a little something, something. She's like, no, honestly, like we're super cool. She came up to me. She was like, hey, I wouldn't have been able to do this without right. you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just what goes to the power of the Olympic Games. So good stuff there. But uh, hey, USA has been racking in the gold so far, not to worry, not to fret, and they're also taking care of things in the group stage. Uh, things in the group stage going well for women's softball. Yes, Closed sir. it out 5-0, and oh, mm-hmm. and they did it on a 2-1 to one walk-off yesterday against Japan. We all remember the finale, the final game, the medal game between USA and Japan a couple years back. Man, oh man! It was actually 2008. I was I so I had to read into it because uh, we popped it open. Like, oh, this seems like it probably is a big game. But then I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I need some context here. Yeah. I need some context. Yeah. And it was like, okay, Japan softball was away from the game since 2008. So Japan after and USA had a run of like you know 96, 2000, 2004 of owning the softball Olympics. And then Japan's been the reigning champ for 13 years. Yeah, they've been turning And up. I said, okay, so both these teams are already in the gold medal game, but this is like home and away type stuff. So, right. you know, not the end of the world if we lose here, but, uh, you right. know, I obviously want to get home home field advantage. But they had a couple walk-offs, actually. I think it was Saturday night. Either Saturday or Sunday, they walked off against Australia. So mm-hmm. I believe it might be early tomorrow morning, the gold medal match, which I wish it was tonight. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't, yeah, I'm not trying to wake up we, at 6 a.m. We did talk about that. Like, are we going to have to? And it's pretty cool. Most of them, like, hey, we're watching baseball late anyway. Right. Uh, that, that's kind of when they, that's yeah. kind of, it's on during our prime time, which is pretty doggone cool. But then some of them that you really, really want to see are sports that kind of tend to get played in the nighttime. Yeah. So that's our early ass crack of the morning right. so yeah. you know we're not trying to uh stay up and watch those right. but then you're getting the replays so we'll see what happens um obviously kind of something similar to that if you didn't get up early enough to watch it on your sunday morning uh usa men's basketball yikes goodness man um 
collapse. Still in the running for bronze medal. No, they're still in the running for everything. This is still group in the play. This is group play. Oh, loss. this is still group play. Um, it. Uh, oh, that's what I was. Reading. I, I think they might. It, it if they lose very, another one in group play, they might be in some issues. Yeah, they Obviously, might be. They will be. In they issues, will be but. very, very big issues. But I mean, it just. I don't know. They don't look right. It doesn't look. Uh, it just does not feel like Team USA basketball it, of old. It doesn't. They didn't do a great job of uh, you know crafting the team as far as you know strengths are concerned. I to play defender if I do have to. Obviously, it doesn't look good. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but uh, they did just add three guys off the street after they, they. It seemed like they felt like they had corrected some of their issues, but then they bring in Drew Holiday, uh, right. Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker. Obviously, those guys are fantastic, but you know you bring in another three guys now you got a whole new start as far as trying to figure out chemistry and whatnot but uh the fact that they blew the lead at the end of the game last three minutes on like a 14 to 2 run that's probably what hurts the most there yeah. given that they were yeah. winning that game so they, they need to make some type of adjustments because the way they're playing and they're trying to play nba basketball and it just ain't nba basketball fiba is different the rules are different fouls are different um i i still you know i i slept in a little too much yesterday morning otherwise i definitely would have watched this one i was a little disappointed to realize i missed it completely mm. but uh you know they need to figure something else out man and they uh you know they just need to play change their playing style they might have to switch up some lineups here and there and uh you know might just rely on somebody to step up and uh own the show kevin durant damian lillard i don't know who it's gonna be but uh obviously you would say kevin durant needs to be that guy but uh I don't know. It doesn't look good. Well, an NBA player who unfortunately doesn't play for Team USA, Luka Doncic, lit it the fuck up last night. Sure 48 did. points or yesterday mm-hmm. morning, whatever the hell it was. He had a game and a half, and uh, his, uh, what is Serbia? Slovenia. Slovenia. I knew it started with an S. Uh, Slovenia, his Slovenian boys, and him took and cruised to a very easy victory. So, hey, they're looking like a team that if USA gets their stuff together, that we could potentially see in a gold medal game, a silver medal game, something along that, because they, uh, they're they a very good team, especially right. with Luka at the helm. So we'll see what shakes out there. Who knows yeah. uh, Who knows what all comes out of Olympic basketball? We'll see, man. A lot of these countries are starting. They're just getting better and better each year, and they, they actually played together before this. So, right. you know, it's uh, the, the, our guys just seem like they're going to come in and they expect to roll teams by 30, 40 like they used to in the past, but uh, these teams are just a lot better than they used to be, so it ain't going to happen like that. Exactly. Also, talked a little bit about uh, some gold medals. Gold medals happening going on. Uh, the men's 4 by 100 meter relay swimming yesterday got the uh, gold medal. Uh, Apple, can't remember his first name, should know that. Uh, he Damn, absolutely sure. turned on the burners on the fourth leg and pulled away from everybody. Uh, got that gold with ease. And then um, actually this morning, very early this morning, Katie Ledecky, we were talking about her a little right. bit. She set an Olympic Olympic record this morning in the 1500 meter freestyle. So she's a freak, man. That is uh, 1500 meters is a long way in a pool. That is a long, long way. It's in 15 a pool. laps, right? I think so. Uh, down and back is 200. So yeah, something. No, like down and back is 100. Oh well, then so they, they have 14, 15 straight laps. There yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. So Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> holy smokes, that's uh, that's legit shit. Either way, she set that Olympic record this morning. She's top notch. But 
we will uh we'll keep bringing you guys olympic coverage all that stuff uh going to start diving into some bets see what we can do maybe i'll just start hey i'm playing this right now on twitter if you guys want to roll with me yeah roll with me i like a couple things that i found about this person i researched this person i'm listening to the broadcast they're telling me that this person is a dog and somehow that they're plus 200 or plus 300 and and they're saying like oh yeah they're guaranteed getting gold here yeah i might just go ahead and hammer that in and tell you guys about it yeah i think i'll be right there with you sidebar the is nba or nbc broadcast as far as the uh you know american broadcast have been fantastic they're getting all the uh they got all their best uh best casters on these things yeah they've been uh very very informative and helpful for us so top notch for sure. But that's uh, all the Olympic action for now. Let's uh, keep it moving, grooving. A little bit we got to talk about UFC. Okay. The world of MMA. Mm-hmm. Boxing. My world. Step in to the eight-sided circle. Um, This weekend, before we get into the main one that you're all wanting us to talk about, uh, BKFC 19 Miss Rachel Ostovich got the victory over Paige Van Zant. Okay. Uh, Rachel looked like an absolute stone cold killer. If you did not see it retweeted or uh, posted on the Talking the Line um, Twitter page, Blueface won his fight right. against Newman. I've been waiting for your explanation on this because I've been waiting for it for this moment, honestly. And, you know, less than Im- impressive fight. Okay. I was really unimpressed with the fact that the two goon rods showed up to BKFC and we wore boxing gloves. Did they really? They wore boxing gloves. Okay, so Blueface won. He's the rapper, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, if we're going to do that, save it for a couple of months and stick your dumb asses on a Paul Paul card. Seriously, what the Logan fuck? Logan or Jake, I don't give a damn. Don't, don't come into the bare knuckle fighting championship and put on gloves the fuck the dumbest thing i've ever heard of or seen in my life i was very disappointed by that actually seriously um but then took the gloves off all got over i didn't see to this part because i i I turned it off i saw that he won and i kind of walked away started doing other stuff and then this fan comes in and i don't know what the fan said or, or what what had happened but the fan didn't throw any punches but it ignited blue face enough right and also the ring announcer or maybe a promoter not sure who that guy was the promoter was like you could see a mouth hey what the hell and instantly blue face threw a punch threw a punch at him and then it starts a whole right. fucking fiasco in the in the ring because so unless i'm wrong it looked like blue face and uh the guy he fought had some respect afterwards yeah correct? yeah right, they, right, were, right. they were cool with each other it was no problem like it was no big deal whatever i don't know who that fan was who was but then Blueface got a couple. I don't know if they connected. I mean, you couldn't really tell. They were. I mean, these guys. They they train and they think they're fighters and their technique and their stuff. I mean, it is the the worst stuff ever. Please, 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 please. Throw a punch at me like this. Please, <laughs> please, just please, please. Go right on ahead. I I I want you to be standing back here and do this. Just please. That's all I ask. Um, it just, it, it, and that's kind of the punches he was throwing at that fan. So I don't know if they were connecting or not, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a shit show with these guys, dude. I, this is why I don't like, this is why I have a problem with these like exhibition, these pay-per-view fights, these TikTokers, these right. YouTubers, this shit. I mean, they all want a slice of the pie because they see the payday and cool. Hey, grind. I get the grind. We're part of the grind too. We're part of that game. I get that. You see a payday. You're going to work towards that. You're going to see how to go get that. Hey. Go get your money. I'm not saying that, but 
I don't know, man. Like, it's just taking so much of the art out of it, so much of the discipline, attitude, respect, the three pillars that the martial arts are built on. It, it just, it, I don't know. It I seems like it. we just have to, as a, as the public, just have to stop buying into these types of things, literally and, you know, figuratively. Cause, and it's hard not to, man. I I didn't know any either of these guys, but in general, even the exhibition ones, I'm still like, all right, well... What if something crazy happens? And I don't see it. Like right. I don't want. To, I right. don't want any FOMO on this type of well, stuff. Well, hundred percent. And I'm, it, I'm the same way. Right. Yeah. But it yeah just, exactly. It makes me so doggone mad. I know. And, 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 and I'm, I'm freaking old man yelling at cloud because right. in my happy ass still freaking streams it anyway. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah. What the hell difference does it make? But I mean, I don't know. This this stuff is goofy as all get out. I thought the fight was stupid. I thought it made no sense, but. Whatever, there you go, there you have it, BKFC 19. There were a couple other good scraps on the card. No nice. no other cards that um, required boxing gloves, so there was actually that, some really good good scraps overall. I can't believe that. Stupid as hell, but into the real one that really matters, yep. the big one. UFC Fight Night, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw, and boys and girls, if you're a UFC fan, you've heard it time and time again. You've heard it, me say it on this show time and time again. Never leave it in the hands of the judges. Right. I don't care who you are, where you're at. I've seen fights like that play out time and time and time and time and time and time again. And that's just how it happens. And you know, what I thought would be very interesting for uh, to kick off the UFC segment here, at least the fight night, would be to take a look at those judges' scorecards. Go ahead. Are we talking the main event or is it was honestly the full card too? Well, that too. But uh, also Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. Uh-huh. So, uh, myself personally, I, I had Sandhagen 3-2. No okay. question. Yeah. I thought I thought that definitely TJ won round one, and I thought that he won round three. I just thought he was very powerful in those rounds. I thought he was getting the better of some of the exchanges. I, I thought that was pretty doggone accurate, as well as did most of the entire world. Right. Uh, go ahead. Now, we've mentioned it as far as title fights are concerned, and obviously this wasn't a title fight, but when you have somebody, at least of the, the name that Dillashaw has for the general public, is it kind of that same type of feel as far as if it's too close to call, do you give it to, and like I said, this isn't a title fight, but in title fights we say, you know, you have to bona fide beat the champ. Is this kind of a, you know, smaller kind not of necessarily, scale? Not necessarily, because this is just, I mean, it's just a five-round main event. That's that's the only thing that would kind of lead you into like, oh, it's kind of a title. The, I'm just thing. saying as far as the judges being skewed no, on one side. Not, not really. There's okay. there's not a judge skewing on that. This one is just one of those classic, Toss-ups. like it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And and as evidence by the judges' scorecards. Now, Derek, I, I have the utmost, utmost respect for all three of these judges. No question in my mind. You had... Um, uh, Junichiro Kamiho, you also had Sal Diamato and Derek Cleary. Now, Derek Cleary and Sal Diamato been around forever and ever and ever. And then Junichiro Kamiho starting to get more and more work on some of these higher level profile fights. Cleary had it 48 47 Sandhagen. Mm-hmm. He had him winning uh, round two. Right. He also did have Dillashaw winning round one and three, but he had Sanhagen winning round four and five. Okay. So 48-47 Cleary. D'Amato was 48-47 Dillashaw. He too also had round one and three where Dillashaw won, but he also, different from Cleary, he had Dillashaw winning round five. He had Dillashaw winning round five and round three and round one. So instead of round four and round five for Sanhagen, that's where Diamato uh, differed. And then for Camijo, he said 
that also Dillashaw won in three. He got both of those, but round four is where Dillashaw won. So a little bit odd there that Diamato saw round five in favor of Dillashaw with round four in favor of Sandhagen. And then Camijo saw round four in favor of Dillashaw and round five in favor of Sandhagen. Hmm. So very, very bizarre. And then you have Derek Cleary, 10-9, 10-9, Sandhagen, right. round four and round five. So mm-hmm. very, interesting, very, very interesting. Um, now across the board, you can go and you can you can um, uh, do your own judging and stuff on different websites all, all across the board. So it was 9.83 to 9.81 Dillashaw in round one, 9.94 to nine even, Sandhagen in round two, 9.85 to 9.16 Dillashaw in round three, and then Sandhagen got round four and round five and got the final score, but he only got the final score by a tenth of a percentage point. He won the fight 47.56 to 47.46 per the world. So, I mean, the world was pretty much where I'm at. Uh, Dillashaw round one and three, and then Sanhagen two, four, and five. But apparently that's not uh, how old Kumiho and old uh, Mr. Uh, South Amato saw it. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. It was a hell of a fight. It was a hell of a scrap. It was, it was, it was. I mean, it, it, was, was. A, it was a fight fans fight. Yeah. Uh, if you had Sanhagen, you know, obviously tough loss, tough to have it. But, man, oh, man, it was a fight and a half. Um, that entire card, once again, another fight night that, does not disappoint no, whatsoever. Not. I mean, goodness gracious, all Friday. Uh, you had that fight um, with, oh my gosh, I just opened up the ESPN app and I forgot that we have Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland coming this up weekend. this weekend. And oh my days, am I so excited to get into that one as well. But Kyler Phillips versus Howlin Paiva, I looked you dead in oh, the yeah. eyes and I said, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. And once again, a plus 230 underdog Brazilian cashes. It might have been a unanimous decision, but that's how it generally happens. That's how it was this close to getting finished early on, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought they were going to call and it that time, too. You know, I will bite the bullet and admit to it, because if you do follow me on the Action app, you saw it. But I said, you know, my partner tells me I get one a card, and I think this is the one that I'm going to do it. And I saw you almost got finished. Oh, my gosh. And then, holy shit, we're going all the way. We're going all the way through this thing. You got to be kidding me. So never again, my friends, unless it is a it is a matchup of all freaking matchups. Never again. Hashtag don't bet against Brazilians and hashtag don't fade Russians. Darren Elkins. Getting the surprise uh, yeah, knockout the of that, Derek Minner. That one got me. Absolute electric fight. That was a great fight. Macy Barber getting the, in my opinion, another one that should have gone the opposite way, but don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Right. Macy Barber getting the victory split decision over uh, Miranda Maverick. I thought that should have gone Miranda Maverick's way. She was beating the piss out of Macy Barber. Uh, Might have not been landing the most clean shots, but she was definitely controlling that. And what does it come down to? Effective striking, aggression, grappling, and octagon control. 
she was controlling all four of those right. categories of that fight. And, uh, you know, actually, I got to go back and say that correctly. Effective striking and grappling aggression and octagon control. Those are the main four. But, yeah, she was definitely uh, controlling all of those. I thought she won the fight. But, hey, once again, don't leave it in the hands of the judges, my friend. Uh, Adrian Yanez clipped Randy Costa. Randy yeah. Costa was winning that fight. Would have definitely won a decision, no question. He was beating the absolute mess. Uh, if you didn't see the end of that fight, both of those guys were talking all types of mess after the fight. Like, man, that was such a great fight. That was like, like you caught me so good. Like, and then Yanez would say the same thing back to Costa. I mean, that was that was easy, easy fight of the night candidate. That was an absolutely great fight to see to kick that off. And then. Told you guys that the uh, fight between Punale, Puna Soriano, however uh, you want to say it, however you know him by, Puna Soriano and uh, Brandon Allen. Yep. Told you that was quite possibly going <laughs> to yep. be a contender for fight of the night, and it lived up to that hype. I told you, hammer the shit out of Nasruddin Imovov. He is the dog of the dog of the dog, and my homeboy hammered, to you on that hammered one. him in properly. Uh, you know, he, he fights out of France, and, and he he's going to be a scary dude. He's going to be a very, yep. very scary dude for this 170 division, especially dominating Ian Heinish like he did. Yep. Ian Heinish is not a formidable foe. Like, he is, or did a, a formidable... Did I say that backwards? He is a formidable foe. He is a formidable foe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, he's definitely uh, definitely somebody who you should keep an eye on. Uh, also told you another plus money, Pauly. I did not I did not predict it by submission, but I did predict he would get the win. Mickey Gall yeah, coming back, getting a beautiful RNC submission victory against Jordan Williams. I just, you know, I honestly thought it was going to be a KO. I, it was very close to being a TKO uh, victory. That was going to be my prediction. Um, but uh, you got to take the fight where it goes. You got to get, you got to take what the fight gives you. And it gave him that RNC, no question. Yeah. And he took it and he got the tap. So great for Mickey Gall. Hopefully we see him back sooner rather than later. Amazing standing. A little bit of a controversial stoppage. I, I think it could have gone either way. You could have gone maybe a little longer, but Julio Arce was just all oh, over him at right, that right, right. point. Uh, he got that great finish. And then, honestly, surprised me, Sarge Sajara Eubanks coming in, having a beautiful, beautiful uh, KOTKO victory. Now, that being said, she has been dominant at 125, but that was just against Elise Reed, who was 4-0 and and had never had a fight in the UFC. Mm -hmm. She didn't even want to be a professional fighter, but right. she just kept winning fights and was right. doing so in electric fashion. So give me Sarge against somebody worth noting in the 125 division, and then we'll talk about it again. I'm not so necessarily sure she's back because she still is 8-6 and six at the end right. of the day. And then I uh, didn't see this one. Or actually, yeah, I did. Uh, Diana Belbita and Hannah Goldie. Um, Hannah Goldie is a brick shit house. I mean, she is thick as all thick can yeah, be. She is one. just, she is yoked, if you will. Uh, and then you had Diana Belbita, who's just this real small, tiny little girl. Yeah. And Belbita got the the uh, unanimous decision. It was it was a great fight. Um, I I thought that overall Belbita was just so crisp, clean, technical, and and that just goes to show you it doesn't take muscles to be a fighter it really 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 doesn't and even sometimes having muscles might not be a great thing right it takes a lot more oxygen takes a lot more blood and uh you know some of those tinier people they don't have to worry about their cardio running out as fast mm -hmm. or having to replenish their muscles as fast when they're doing a lot of high level activities so hey i don't know 
to each his own. But uh, talk about a hell of a card. Um, you know, just said a little bit ago, I do it every single damn week. We ain't stopping. We, 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 we ain't quitting at this point in time. Barely, 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 barely missed the main card parlay mm. off of a few rough beats. Yep. No problem. It was because of the Miranda Maverick and uh, Corey Sandhagen. You know, ah, those those were the rough beats on the card. It's okay. We had some other side polys that we cashed. Sure no problem at all. But this upcoming week, Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland is going to be electric uh got plenty to talk about both of those guys and then the co-main is chris daukas and shamil abdurakimov that is going to be ridiculous yeah, i'm ready for that one. ridiculous chris and kyle daukas are dope as all get out right now in the ufc and chris daukas has been running rough shot through the heavyweight division so give me all of that uh outside of that just quickly looking you got smiling sam alvey going against roman kapilov <laughs> Our old Smiling Sam uh, has kind of turned into the guardian that mm. we like to talk about, that gatekeeper, gatekeeper that huh? uh, might be getting blown through, but who knows. Uh, great fight uh, looks to be on uh, the card here. Brian Barbarena versus Jason Witt. Both of those guys are respectively 15-7 and seven and 18-7, and seven. Okay. so should be a scrap and a half there. And then outside of that, I'll have to do a little – ooh, Chris Grootsmaker. Uh Good to see him back on a card. I have to do Ashley Yoder's back on a card. So I have to do a little bit of uh, research here, let you guys know what I'm thinking. But don't worry. We'll have plenty of pricks, pricks, picks, pop. <laughs> Interesting. Picks, props, parlays, the main card parlay, everything in between coming up on Friday's episode. <laughs> That'll be 89, 90, 91, 92, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 92 episode sure 92, beautiful Friday, 27, 28, 31st. Correct. I have a calendar in front of me. I can just check, you know. 30th. 30th. Okay, so it will be episode 92 on July 30th, 2021. We'll be breaking down the full fight card for Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Going to be an absolute electric evening of fights. Once again, the UFC fight nights, they're not disappointing. They not just even keep a better bit. and better and better and better and better. And then you watch the PPV and it's like, what the fuck did I pay for this for? Except... We pay for them every single oh, yeah. time. Yeah, every We've spent time. So they much come money out. on those. Oh my gosh, it is just such an investment. Thank you so much, ESPN Plus. Moving right along into <laughs> uh, more nonsense, more banter, more drama. Hey, 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 hey! Told you at the top of the show. It's percolating to the surface. It's bubbling. It's a bubbling. Things are Lucy, is the coffee percolated yet? And it just popped into my head mm, because nah, of that. Do you know? Do you know what? Uh, do you know what that's from? I love Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of <laughs> one of Ricky Ricky's classic <laughs> lines, Lucy. Uh, so, percolating to the top is the NFL football season. We got some stuff to talk about here. First things first, a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, has uh, officially, or the Houston Texans rather, yes, young lady. Officially, the Houston Texans have uh, started fielding calls and actually have for some time now in trade offers for Deshaun Watson. Uh, he is likely on the move. He's likely out of Dodge. I actually tweeted it this morning. If you guys did not see uh, off of the TTL page, where does Deshaun play? Actually, right now, it would be the top 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So top 10. Uh, Texans are plus 175. Okay. So that seems a little bit too obvious, right? Obviously the favorite. So I think he's going to be on the move, and I think it's going to be between these three, but I'll tell you where I'm leaning. 
Panthers, Bears, and Broncos are all at plus 400. Out of those, I think that's going to be the most likeliest. Most likeliest, if that's a word, a way to say it. Um, Bears, doubtful, just because of the situation they got going there. Panthers, highly doubtful, especially with Sam Darnold. There's no way they went and spend that money on Sam Darnold, and then they're going to bench his ass. That and is I don't think way the Houston Texans are licking their chops over Sam Darnold either. No, and that is no, not not a question. So I don't think that's going to happen. Broncos, I could definitely see. Out of those they just three, want a quarterback, man. They'll pony up for it. And that's what I'm saying. No pun intended. They will pony the yeah. hell up for <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, absolutely. So then... Um, right below that, both at 800, you have the Dolphins and 49ers. Once again, neither one of those makes a damn lick of sense. Unless, uh, the, the, unless the Dolphins are trying to get rid of Tua, unless they don't, I don't think they are. Yeah, but. but I don't think they are. I don't think they have any necessity to do that. Uh, coming in right below them, actually surprising, plus 1,100, the Jets. Uh, could be potential for them to scoop him up, sit uh, sit the young man Zach. They would uh, probably have to trade what's, him. Uh, what's Zach's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Um, said Zach Wilson. I mean, would they have to trade him? I mean, I would imagine so. Who, do, who the do, Texans? They don't have to. I'm just saying. I would imagine the Texans are trying to get some type of something in return. But it would be like first round future. pick. It's first round picks or what it would be because they have somebody. Mm-hmm. They have somebody um, to replace Deshaun if he is just out of town. But then, well, they got Tyrod Taylor. There you go. They got him to replace. Uh, so Tyrod. Um, hey, it's the Houston Texans, dude. Don't matter if we like him, they'll plug and play him any day of the week. Uh, so then. You got the Pats and WFT, okay. both at plus 1,400. I could see WFT, potentially. Uh, a little something there, a little riverboat run going on. Uh, I mean, I know you just did get the whole deal done with Fitzmagic. He's kind of already becoming the face of the franchise, but eh, you can switch in a heartbeat, especially if Deshaun Watson is on yeah, the no table. Kidding. And uh, last but certainly not least, rounding out the top 10, the Las Vegas Raiders at plus 2,000, 20 to 1 odds. He's going to be playing there. I don't think they're quite ready to uh, to dip on out or uh, dip on out from Derek Carr yet. So I don't think he's going to go that direction. But, Interesting. I don't know. But I do believe out of all of those, I would say if I was a betting man, I, which I fully am, hmm. would, uh, wouldn't you know it, would probably put my money on the Broncos plus 400. Uh, and, and I might, depending on if a book opens it up. I know Bavada typically only does those specials. There's not many books that open those up. But, you know, I, I, I think that just makes the most logical sense. He doesn't want to be a Texan anymore. And I don't really think he has any, all too many other options or places to go. So, all right. I mean, the biggest thing is honestly, what are the Texans' l- lowest standards? Because, I mean, they're going to be wanting an ass load of return for him. But I would imagine that there's not going to be too many teams that are going to be trying to go, you know, 150 cents on the dollar, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's worth it, man. It's been a while since we've seen him, and the Texans haven't had the best roster around him. But, We'll see. I think he's worth it. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of uh, wanting out of town, another guy wanting out of town. Surprisingly, after retooling their defensive yeah. line, huh. Chandler Jones wants out of Arizona. Uh, apparently, contract disputes, money disputes, just hasn't been going the exact way he wants it to go, and uh, he wants out of AZ. So we'll see if they can backfill him, if they even end up getting him out of town, if this is just kind of a little bit of a – hearsay rumor for the time being but it uh it seems like old chandler jones is headed out of the desert but we'll see what happens there now we got to touch on this because it is really 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 getting close and coming up and this is less of a bear poking and this is more of a this is the dead honest fucking truth uh aaron Rodgers. we got to talk about it here real quick because there is the it's it's serious now it's it's fucking serious now so fuck if he doesn't show up it doesn't matter if he doesn't show up 
Uh, who cares? That's fine. Uh, screw fines for Aaron Rodgers. They can rework that in a contract later. That's fine. Who cares? The problem is, is that I don't know how you make both sides happy. And I was listening to Andrew Brandt yesterday and former Packers front office, mm-hmm. actually the guy that signed Aaron Rodgers. And he was talking about sometimes in these deals, the only way to resolve it is the way that both sides are unhappy. And what he was meaning by that is basically the same Tom Brady situation where the Pats gave him a void. He was able to, after his two seasons ago, void his contract, move on essentially as a free agent to uh, Tampa Bay. Right. So essentially what Andrew Brandt's saying, and I hate to say it, partner, it, this might be the only logical way this might be your last season seeing all QB 12 in the green and gold. And I know it sucks ass, but that might be the only way to resolve this at the end of the day. Because there, there is still internal disputes. It's not good. It does seem like it might be the best case scenario, the way what you just laid out, basically. And I've said it from the, you know, from whatever draft day when this shit started rumbling up. I, I said, hey, man, like, just give me some type of closure. Like, I just need at least one more season where I at least know that this is happening. Right. Because not knowing and being, you know, getting back to back NFC championship games and then being like, all right, that fucking sucked. But we're returning just about everybody. I feel great about our chances next year. Only for him to not play at all would have been devastating. Yeah. So, like I said, if I at least have one more year where I know it's the last one, I can at least savor every bit of it. And, yeah, like you said, it does fucking suck. But uh, if that's how it goes, uh, you know, we'll still see. There's obviously Devontae Adams. Okay, so I'll get into that here in a second because uh-huh. uh, I want to talk about your boy Devontae too. I want to give you a little shining ray of sunshine, all right? Well, uh, there's two seconds. Go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> no, go ahead if you want to. Well, I, I, I wasn't uh, going to get into that. I was going to stick with Rodgers here for a second. But Go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. So um, the one thing that I, I really wanted to piggyback on that is that it, it doesn't matter. Like if you guys don't y- – Point blank period, August might be really fucking shitty as a Packers fan. Like, you probably are not going to see Aaron Rodgers. But the thing is, is that he doesn't need to show up to camp. He doesn't need a camp. You saw him playing a fucking golf tournament, the ACC Classic, I do believe it was, and literally just pulled up with a ball, rolled up on a tee box, and launched it north of 60, 70 yards out into the lake and dropped it dead eye on a couple of guys sitting on a boat. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't need that, that's not a trick shot. That's that's right. Well, that's it's Aaron also Rogers come out that he's been training in his own in his own space. He so had a picture with David Bakhtiari training. So there you go. You he doesn't need that. So it may be a very, very, very uncomfortable August. You may not see your boy uh in, in that red jersey. But well, there there are a lot of people that are expecting him, uh maybe not expecting, but thinking he could be back this week. But like you said, it, it he doesn't have to. But I mean, the other tricky part about it past this year is Devontae Adams' contract extension talk stopped with him, and everyone was, uh, you know, panicking, setting the room on fire, which, A, you would like it to get done, but, you know, contract talks can repick up. But the issue with saying, oh, we want three more years of Rodgers and Adams is that it's going to be tough to pay both of these guys the money that they're doing. So you basically have to pick one or the other. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying Devontae wants out. I don't know about that, but because uh, he obviously posted the same uh, cryptic post. That's what I'm if you're, if well, your boy, well, if 12 goes, then 17's gone. I think if 12 so goes, 17 goes. You're I'm, not wrong. Unless they pay him, which it doesn't yeah. sound like they want to pay him because they they're have like they kind of forced to 
like some, like twenty million a year or something like that. But right. and then all of Packer World was uh, thinking the world was falling even more than that because the Darius Smith on Twitter was like, "Yo, I need a realtor in Green Bay." After all the Devontae Adams news, and everyone's like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" And then after a while, he was like, "Yo, chill out. I just I'm trying to get a new house. Like, relax. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. Fuck. Like, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, goodness dude. gracious. Do Leave it to Packers <laughs> fans to overreact. But hey, I, everyone else was overreacting. Yeah, it is. It, it, was, it is. Uh, it is. It is strenuous times in the Cheesehead every, community right now. The rest of the league uh, overreacts, hey, man. But hey, yeah, shining ray of sunshine uh, for the aforementioned number seventeen, Devontae Adams got the ninety-nine overall club in Madden. So uh, good for your man. Totally deserved it. Um, we'll see. The jury's out. Depending on what we get from a couple guys this year. But at this point in the game, I think it's safe to say Devontae Adams is wide receiver one in the National Football League. Uh, yeah, I mean, you I think know, it's safe I'm to gonna, say you know, You're going to you're gonna beat up. the drum with me, but we'll see what Julio does in more of a plug-and-play role. Uh, I don't think he's going... The teams aren't going to be able to double him like he they was before. They're going to get absolutely fucking torched by every other option on that right. Tennessee offense. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens... Hopkins. Hopkins. We'll see what happens Justin Jefferson. I mean, already putting himself mm. in the early running. Early hot take... Calvin Ridley leads the yard uh, the league in receiving yards. Interesting. Early hot take. Interesting. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of guys that that could shake out, but if if 17 has has the years that he's consistently been having, which I see no regression in whatsoever form, especially he gets better and better every especially year. if QB12 shows up behind center, um yeah, I think we're we're gonna have just another number one year from Devontae Adams, but we'll see. It's all coming around the corner. The NFL is coming very soon, and might be a hell we'll of a week. We'll let you know exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be a well. It's gonna be a hell of a week from the NFL perspective and from the MLB perspective. We'll get into the MLB perspective here in just a second, but um, NFL special episode coming rather soon. Quick, fast, and a hurry around the corner. We'll let you guys know. We'll keep you updated. Not too sure. We also have something special coming for episode number 100. Just realize it is right around the doggone corner. It is right here. I mean, I, I can't even believe it. Uh, it's only a couple weeks away. So we want to do something special for that. Um, not entirely sure. We might. The first thing that we want to do, and I think that we will do, is we kind of want to shoot for some sort of a follower goal on Twitter and then on the 100th episode, we'll do something live. We might eat five burgers apiece or get a dozen donuts that morning. We'll both eat a dozen donuts during the entire show and be absolutely miserable and get more and more miserable <laughs> as the show continues. Who knows? I but, like that idea. But we want to we do something special for you guys. Maybe we'll both chug a gallon of milk after the show. Who knows? Just something crazy. We want to do something there. And like then, that idea less. And then, yeah, I do too. And then uh, well, now that that came out of my mouth, it was like, fuck, can I jam that back in my mouth? Oh, that sounded even worse. All right. Um, keep it moving right down the tracks here. Um, with all that being said, we'll, we'll do something special for episode 100. Um, we'll, we're, one to, we're going to, and we have been actually talking to some of our partners, uh, getting potentially giveaway, something set up like that. We don't know if we want to go that round. We got a couple different ideas. We're going to do it. So uh, once we know officially, we'll let you know what's coming on episode uh, number 100. So stay tuned for that coming right on around the corner. But MLB. Hello. Uh, the trade deadline is uh, this week, Friday, the 30th. Sure it is, is. Uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. 
you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, if you just stumbled upon the TTL crew here, hey, hi, how you doing? Uh, I'll probably be putting out a Cubs blog tonight. Uh, not probably, most likely. Not sure when it'll come out. Uh, obviously, got to do all the usual daily, day-to-day stuff here that we have for the pod. And then uh, once we get all that stuff done, and then for, obviously, TTL Sports Media, got to put on the old uh, the old couple extra hats we have on there and get a right. couple things done. But once we're done with all that for the day, I'll, uh, I'll bust into some stuff. Got uh, kind of a farewell letter to the 2016 Cubs, if you will. But also, uh, hey, grab the extinguishers. Let's put out the dumpster fire, and let's all lock arm in arm and relax here. Right. Huh? We're still Cubby fans at the end of the day. So a little, little something for you Cubby fans coming out uh, this evening for Colts blogs. And then I also got another little something I'm not going to tell you about, but I got my fucking tinfoil hat on, and I need answers. I need answers <laughs> to questions I have about some certain olympic swimming coach and i will be asking them in a blog coming very soon if i got enough time it might come out tonight but it'll be coming out this week as well because everybody's been posting about it everybody's already making memes about it on this beautiful monday but nobody's talking about what i'm talking about and i think we need to discuss it so hey stay on the lookout for that one as well i think you're onto something my man i think i'm onto something too pal but we'll see what happens uh quick reminder make sure you wade through the bullshit before you start freaking out about somebody got traded, something wild happened. Make sure that the username is not Barry McCockiner mm, as Ultra Weedhead. Yep. Ultra Weed Hater, maybe not um Mark Hawk. Uh, you know, maybe just some of these that are probably really fucking obvious. Just do your fact checking before right. you jump off the deep end that mm-hmm. your all-star player just got traded. Mm-hmm. It's clickbait season right now on Twitter, sure ladies is. and ben- gentlemen. So I'm just giving you a forewarning because it's about to be cut season. Uh, already we saw Adam Frazier from the Pirates, the pods making a move for the number one, the hits leader in the MLB this year. Um, great move for the Padres. Big move. They needed it, absolutely. I heard they uh, might be interested in putting them in the outfield as well, yeah, honestly. I did well, as well. utility, actually. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with Frazier. I think that's a great move for the yeah. Padres. They needed an extra stick in that lineup, so that's top-notch. And then also rumblings. I heard this morning, partner, and I talked about it uh, with my Mets and or, or my Phillies and Nationals pick i said hey there might be a little bit of turmoil a little bit of nonsense going on inside that nationals locker room and this was not this was not old barry this was nobody this this was snny this was a verified sports new york Uh, apparently max scherzer and the new york mets are in talks and uh, we might be having one of the most damn dominant pitching rotations you've ever seen in your entire life coming out of the New York Metropolitans team. That would be scary. And That'd at first insane. glance, I mean, you think of like, oh, they wouldn't do that within the division. But if they really think they're toast for the season, this guy's contract is expiring. If uh, if you don't think he's going to resign, which, I, you know, there's still speculation. If he's going to resign, then you probably don't get rid of him. But if you don't think he is, uh, you know, why not get rid of him? See you later, why not? Alligator. Even Absolutely. if it is the division. Absolutely. So just reminder... Swayed through the stuff and uh, we'll be sure to update you make sure you follow ttl page because you know we verify all of our information before we just throw some stuff out there so everything you'll find with us is 100 percent true accurate and factual ladies and gentlemen 
One thing that did happen before we went live on the show, wrapping up today's ransom reactions, uh, because that about does it. We hit about every damn sports league and sports gambling thing that you could possibly talk about. We talked about it last week. The world of college football, it's shaken up. Oh, uh, meant to tell you guys, I listened to Doug Kazarian and... Oh, I got to give the proper credit, so I won't talk about it too much yet, but I listened to a full SEC season preview okay. on my ride from back home up to here. Hour and a half of just... Was it Chris Falica? No, it wasn't Chris no. Falica. No. Uh, some guy I'd never well, heard I of, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I, or maybe I've heard of him, and I just be in a podcast and not live and okay. just not putting two and two together. But uh, no, I, I hadn't heard of this guy, uh, but very knowledgeable about SEC, what he knew about, and I uh, cannot wait to dive into... You see it on my shirt? College football's coming right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but big news coming out of the Big 12. We don't know for sure uh, when it's going to happen. It seems like it's going to be um, a little bit of ways out, but it almost now seems eminent that OK and TX are out of the Big 12 for good. They have officially released a memo to all Big 12 uh, committee, staff, members, everything in between, that they will not be renewing their media rights for Big 12 football uh, through the 2025 season. So going to be a little bit on the horizon, I think. You know, there'll still be a lot of odds and ends and stuff, but it sure damn seems like this super conference is happening, pal. Yeah, maybe a little, uh, instead of just a bail at the last minute, maybe a little two weeks notice. Hey, Big 12, we got, you know, you've been good to us for the last yeah. hundred years or so. Yeah. We'll give you some time to figure it out, whether that means bringing some people in or if everyone else wants to jump ship as well, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, man, it's gonna, your college football, college basketball, as we know, it might be uh, different here in uh, four or five years or so. Yeah, I think it definitely is, but uh, nothing set in stone on that front yet, but it uh, definitely seems that, okay, Oklahoma and Texas are out of the Big 12. We'll see what happens. Who knows, but uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on it when it happens, and uh, hey, college football, college basketball right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, college football, we are definitely going to be discussing here very soon. We might have just a double... Now, maybe just two single special episodes on one of these days when we have a, sh- uh, a light MLB slate. We'll give you some picks via action or something sure. like that. Or maybe just quickly dish them out and not waste much time on analysis yeah. or anything like that. And then we'll do a full NFL slash college football uh, season preview, breakdown, everything like that. It, that might even have to be like a two-parter deal. We can yeah. go conference or by one conference. Of each, maybe. Who one, knows? Of, one of each. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss that. We'll bring that to you guys there. So. That does it for the rants and reactions for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Quickly, kind of uh, was a random spark I had the other day, and now I think it's going to become a staple on on the regular show. Might even have to make a uh, upper third for it. What national day is today? Hmm. Well, I'm so glad you asked. We have actually five national holidays today that i bet you didn't know about holiday number one national aunt and uncles day uh if i have any aunts and uncles watching happy national aunts and uncles day spent the weekend with a few of you great to see you love you as always sure you feel the same there part to any that are tuned in here also we have national bagel fest day not uh, entirely sure what a National Bagel Fest day is, but I imagine if you go to some place like Einstein Bagels, you can probably get you a good deal on some bagels. You'd think so. We uh, tried to celebrate National Ice Cream Day a couple weeks ago, and our local ice cream shop had nothing of the sorts for any type of National Ice Cream Day. They didn't give a damn, huh? No. Oh, okay. And it was a big well, old chain, too. Oh, well, that's a bunch of horse shit. Well, maybe if you can't find a place that has a 
honoring of Bagel Fest Day. Sure. Maybe slide on in somewhere that honors National Coffee Milkshake Day. Mm. I don't know. It's also a national holiday holiday here on this beautiful July 26, 2021. Try and find your coffee milkshake. Celebrate yourself a beautiful holiday. Also, another wonderful holiday, National Disability Independence Day. Love to see that. And then last but certainly not least, it's National All or Nothing Day. So we're uh, we're giving all or nothing here, Honey I days. guess, on July 26, 2021. So, hey. Those are your five national holidays. Anything uh, lines up with your beliefs, your viewings, hey, you got it here. Go celebrate, pal. And if you're a, a believer of the coffee milkshake deity that be, go get your celebrate I'm on interested that. in that, actually. Go get your celebrate I'm interested on. in that. I'm being totally honest. That does sound good. Either way, that does it for my what national day is today. Partner, anything burning on your brain, melting on your heart, festering on your soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 88 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 26, 2021. A couple things. First, oh. if you missed it, the oh. Yankees absolutely collapsed yesterday, and I wrote a blog about it and what we could be seeing from them in the upcoming offseason or two. There you go. So go check that out on my page right now. That's one. Big old Kablat collapse. We didn't talk about it in the Rancy action, but that was an absurd collapse like we've mm. never seen this season. Mm-hmm. But anyways, as far as uh, the rest of the sidebar here, uh, nothing too crazy, but uh, a bit of a question. The uh, Olympics have been rolling along for a few days now. We've been watching uh, at night in the early morning here on the weekends. It was kind of nice Saturday, Sunday morning, waking up to some live Olympic games. But uh, oh, yeah. Any uh, I, the only question I'm interested in is uh, people have been talking about it a little bit on Twitter, but... Uh, any obscure sports that you've been uh, surprisingly into yourself or maybe less surprising? I've been uh, eating up every bit of badminton. It has been an electric factory. Those guys have so much skill that you would not even imagine on the badminton court. Oh, I oh, I was watching it too. I, I imagine every bit of it, and I'm a pretty severe badminton okay. player myself. Okay. Wouldn't well from uh, actually from what I saw from old Team USA out there yesterday, I might as damn well have been a USA Olympian. I don't know yeah, what's going on, fair. man. We we got crushed, but uh, there are some <laughs> actually really good badminton. Yeah, dude. Um, handball, I enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Handball, I enjoy the hell out of. Water polo is one of my favorites. Okay, I you don't know, know why, I but I like it. I can't get into the old water polo. It is sometimes. Sometimes when it's heated at the end, they got those uh, like the free free throw or whatever the heck it is, where it's just goalie versus person, and it's just straight up. I don't know. I see. I don't even know the rules. That's why I can't get it. That's the beauty <laughs> of the Olympics. Right. There's sure. so many sports that you just don't know. They got to relearn the rules. The rules. Yeah. Go for. Um, absolutely love the judo. Uh, judo yep. contest that that was great yesterday. Taekwondo was great. You know me, of course. Oh, who would have thunk me being into the martial arts of the Olympics? But yeah, that uh, that was what I was tuned into yesterday. And then last night, I was glued to the boob tube when the old swimming was on the TV yep. for sure. Um, outside of that, any any that you've uh, super been on? Nah, just badminton, water. I've been uh, trying to you know taste on a little bit of everything. I was actually getting into boxing last night. It was like round of thirty-two, so I think I'll be interested in that. Yeah, I, I you know it wasn't. Uh, they've only been doing like three minute, three round bouts and it hasn't been uh hasn't been as impressive as i was looking for maybe mm-hmm. i saw some of the wrong ones i don't know but it has still been enjoyable to watch always love beach volleyball that one's oh, always yeah. one of my favorites oh yeah 
Um, volleyball, we watched a little bit. My girlfriend and I have USA men's full game volleyball, and they lost to Russia. I, I'm just not a – it's tough to watch the full game. There's a lot longer than you would expect, like five best of five sets. So Yeah, yeah, they're definitely long for sure. But beach volleyball, beach volleyball does it. But like I said, every single – I bounced around to so many different leagues, and it's like you think you're getting the rule, and then it's like, Damn, I've been trying to pick up like five different rules. Now I'm getting mixed up. Now I got to relearn everything. I don't know. Hey, it's all right. We got another month of it, so we'll eventually learn it at yeah. some point. And just by the time we learn all the rules, the Olympic Games will be over again, mm, and uh, yeah, we'll exactly. have to wait another four years. So <laughs> let's keep it moving. There you go, partner. Thank you for your sidebar. Um, out outside of that, I'll cover my face. Uh, outside of that, nothing else I really got. Nothing else I can really think of here. Uh, did not see any major massive updates come across here as we were discussing. Uh, oh, well, Mark Murphy just absolutely talking up your boy Gunt Koontz. He just absolutely, he has mm-hmm. done an amazing job, says Mark Murphy. Uh, we'll see what Packers fans think about that. But nonetheless, that does it. For all of the ransom reactions, the sidebar, what national day is it? Everything in between. It's time to wrap up all of the episode here. Number 88 on this beautiful Monday, July 26, 2021. With my way to pay it back to you guys for spending a little bit of your time, your hard-earned time with us today. My Motivation Minutes. Short and sweet for you here today, my friends. Hello, Miss Matilda. Short and sweet for you here today. I just wanted to remind you guys of something that is extremely important and something that you need to remember every single day, every single moment, every single minute, because it is one of the most important things in your life that you can do to remain balanced, to remain successful, to remain achieving your goals day in and day out. And what is that? That's protecting your peace of mind. Today, I beg you, protect your peace of mind. This world would be such a better place if more of us could just grasp that concept. Stop feeding into the negativity. Excuse my French, but stop feeding into the bullshit. Stop putting more of it out into this world just because you want to have some type of opinion on on a negative situation that that doesn't even matter in the scope of world issues. Stop wasting your time worried about things that don't affect your life at the end of the day. You know, far too often I see people, and I spoke about this on Friday, put themselves into situations or or groups of people that they don't even want to be around, but because they're loyal to one person in that whole group, they are forced to put themselves in that situation and are miserable. And their peace of mind takes an impact because of that. I see it time and time and time again, and and you're just throwing away your peace. It, it, if there's anything standing in your way, it doesn't matter if it's a relationship, it doesn't matter if it's a job, it doesn't matter if it's it's a family member, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If something is standing in the way of your peace of mind, you have to remove it. You can't just let it eat at you and and take your peace away when you have the ability to take it away. And I've said it multiple, multiple, multiple times. The, The Eagles quote, the Eagles line. So oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains and never even know we have the key. 
You can remove your anxiety, your worry, your fear. But you have to be willing to protect your peace of mind. You have to be willing to make those tough decisions that you know if you go into this, it'll be anxious, you'll be worried, you'll be fearful, but ah, everybody's doing it. You got to make those decisions to walk away when everybody's doing it. Because most of those opportunities are when you can protect your peace of mind the most. So don't do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Start achieving more in this life. Start reaching more goals. Start gaining more in this life by protecting your peace of mind. If something is eating at it, if something's taking away from it, remove that thing from your life. And don't let anyone or anything tell you or stop you from doing so. You have the ability. It's right in between your ears. All you have to do is just apply it. So today, my friends, I just want you to remember to protect your peace of mind. And that does it for my motivation minutes for today. Always good stuff, my man. I love this one as much as anything you laid down because uh, we all know how important it is. And you and I have figured out how, uh, you know, everyone likes to think they know it's important. But then once you really, really get down to it and start to uh, progress towards, you know, the ultimate peace of mind, it, uh, there's nothing like it, man. No. Not at all, and uh, I am, uh, I don't even know that, not the pot calling the kettle black, but I am uh, the the picture of peace of mind. If anything, if anything takes from my peace of mind, takes away from my being level-headed, balanced throughout my day, if anything adds anxiety to my life or toxicity to my life, it's out. It's out. I don't care what it is, and, you know, sometimes those are hard decisions sometimes Mm -hmm. those are really really difficult choices to make but at the end of the day when you look back after you made those it's like wow okay my life got here and it and it could have been staying over here Mm -hmm. you know so do yourself a favor protect your peace of mind ladies and gentlemen don't let nothing or no thing no one take it away from you all right my friends that does it episode 88 of the ttl pod on this beautiful july 26 2021 for all of you who stayed live for the entirety of the show thank you so much slowly but surely partner we are growing that live fan base growing the fan base in general i know plenty of you tune in uh to the recorded version or to the podcast Uh, i know there's one thing or the other that stands in the way hey maybe you got another favorite show uh that might be right in between us and we're recorded hey no problem that one isn't recorded we get as long as you guys stop by get yourself we just want to provide you guys some value hey we ain't forcing you to stop on by we just want to make you some money too so Come cash some tickets with the TTL crew. That's all we ask. Partner, anything else I missed? I skipped before I send these kind gambling folks on about their day. No, I think we're all set. All right, my friends. Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans we will meet you at the pay window late this evening make sure you pop those nitroglycerin pills in now but also maybe get a little cbd on the side so you can get some good nice rest and meet us tomorrow for episode number 89 of the ttl pod but for now let's cash some tickets